Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, show where you get comics and you get sports, and we're pulling double duty this week, or at least we're recording it back-to-back, whether or not they come out one right after the another. That will be up to me, and we'll see uh, how it goes. But Kevin Miller's still here. How's it going? Not too bad. That's what they call movie magic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> pulling back the curtain here on the Crossover Podcast. Uh, so... I got you to stick around after we, we finished our Deadpool and talking about all the upcoming trailers and what's to come. But let's talk about what's happening now. And what's happening now are some really fucking good DC comics shows. Yeah, you, on, couldn't, on, you couldn't stop me from talking about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> on, on, on the CW right now. Last time we talked about this, we did our mid-season review where we caught up right before the Christmas break. So it's been a while. Uh, each show, I think, has released four new episodes so we, we at that point episodes? gave our yeah four episodes of yeah. uh, what our current reviews were of uh, Arrow, Flash, and uh, Supergirl. Uh, since then, we've also added to the mix uh, the beginning of Legends of Tomorrow. Absolutely. So we got a fourth show on the docket. So because of that, we we decided to split this into two separate episodes. So here we are talking. Can I point a term here? Actually, go right ahead. Can we call this the Berlanti verse? <laughs> Yeah, I believe people are already calling it that. All right, fair enough. Might as well. I've been calling it like the CW verse, but the Berlanti verse, I'm I'm perfectly well, fine. Because now we've expanded beyond the CW. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, oh, good point. Because we now know <laughs> that we are getting yes. a like Supergirl. Because a lot of the speculation we had when Supergirl started, which by the way, that show is hitting its stride and hitting its hitting it hard it's right now episode like they yeah they they started extremely shaky i would say i'm comfortable using the the, the phrase extremely shaky well, sure and we had talked about how uh previously your wife had given it up she was done yeah she was out yeah she she was out and there's like three episodes i two or three episodes she hasn't watched basically let's say is she back in now <laughs> well she watched live wire well i'm looking i'm looking at the supergirl episodes the way they list. came out list yeah. Right now, Livewire was episode four. She watched Livewire and she said, okay, it's not going to get better than that. And she was out. Oh, and, wow. And then there were two more episodes. And then uh, episodes five and six, she never watched. Like one of them, I believe, was the Red Tornado episode. And I tried to tell her, I'm like, babe, Red Tornado. And she's like, no, not enough. Yeah. But then episode seven came and we got that John Jones John teats. motherfucking Jones. Yeah, John motherfucking Jones at the end of that one episode, who is her, like, that's her... That's her guy. That's her guy. Like when you watch the Justice League, her her, her three dudes, I think are Batman. Yep. Green Arrow, I think, is there now because of the Berlanti verse, and sure. John Jones is is her like. Well, like that's, and, the, and the Justice League yeah. animated has a very good Green Arrow. I can't argue yeah. with that. And she she, but just based off the strength of because her favorite stuff then is like superhero stuff that's ever been done is the Batman '90s animated series. As and who can argue? With that? Then yeah, who am I to argue with that? But <laughs> I, so because of that, I I was like, well, if you like that, you got to get into the Justice League stuff. I mean, it's it's Kevin. It's an easy sell, absolutely. Yeah, and I was telling her, I know exactly who your favorite guy is going to be when you watch it, and it, and without telling her, I told her you're going to love the Martian Manhunter, and she really? did. And, I, I wouldn't have called that honestly. Oh, I would have, because like he's just uh, like, especially the way they portray him in the uh, in the the Justice League animated series, where he's basically like the most lovable dude you could possibly see. Actually, as as a fun little aside here, yeah. because that's what our show's about. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was watching because uh, I'm currently watching through very slowly uh, Battlestar Galactica, and there was an episode that had uh, Carl Lumley on it. <laughs> 
who is oh, the voice of, of John, John Anderson. Jones. Yeah, I'm like, how do I know this guy? Yeah. I'm like, I know this name. I know this voice. How? And I'm like, ooh. Yeah, they used to do that all the time on uh, – I haven't seen a lot of old TNG Star Trek, but every now and then I'd catch an episode, and, like, Tony J was Tony, – Tony, Yeah, Tony J's in one episode. Tony, Tony J's in, in a few episodes. Yeah, the guy who did – I don't know his name, but the guy who – who he's got a very distinct voice, but he did the voice of Ra's al Ghul in uh, – Yeah, yeah. In, in the Spider-Man, or no, in the Batman. All of them. Dr. Yeah. Kelso from Scrubs is on an episode of TNT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in, uh, oh, yeah, because the guy, the guy who did the voice of Rachel Ghoul also did the voice of that, um, the Spider-Man, the 90s Spider-Man animated series. He did the voice of that, uh, that one doctor that tried to kill all the mutants, and then at the end he turned into, he, like, he was, like, half mutant or something, and he was helping the Kingpin. I don't remember. I don't think that that was the guy they made up for the show, but it was the same voice is the, is the point. Cool. Uh, he had a recurring role in both. He was Rachel Ghoul in the nineties, Batman and had a recurring role as some crazy dude. Not worth remembering <laughs> in, in the, in the, in the Spider-Man animated series. Sure. But yeah, like, like I said, she was out and then John Jones show. And honestly, I think that's the, that like that John, that moment John Jones shows up mm-hmm. in that seventh episode of the Supergirl that is when I, I think that show realized, okay, this is what we want to be. Because, like, episode eight was their last episode before they... Uh, that's right, that's right. And, and it ended with, a bu- like, Kryptonians, a bunch of Kryptonians flying into this building and Supergirl flying and throwing a few around and went after the one guy who's... who's that's right, yeah. Her and Non. Yeah, named after Indian Red. After after him, non. I was just hungry whenever I watched that show. <laughs> it's terrible. Like they call him non, and I can't take it seriously. Like I would have been like, let's change his name. I, I, I don't know the water. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I non is a guy in Superman, but he's I, I think he was uh, he was he was oh, like I assumed he was made up. No 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 no. I, I'm fairly certain he was in. Um, I did. He was definitely in Superman two. Like the old Chris Reeves Superman, he was definitely in Superman too. Really? With, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was one of Zod's guys. Yeah, it was it was Non and, and Ursa, right? That's Non-Ursa right. Yeah, yeah. Was uh, wow, it, I completely forgot. Yeah. About that. He he was he, he was, was the, the guy who held dude. him down when he went kneel before Zod. He was the huge guy. That's yeah, right. Huge guy. But did he have like a goatee, if I recall? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, he did. Him and him, and both him and Zod had the goatees in. in, in that's that. right. Wow. Classic. God, we should do a commentary track for Superman too. You know uh, what? I think so. Yeah. Well, we got the we got the the BBS uh we got the Dark Knight Returns uh one to do for the uh Batman Superman, yeah. Batman Superman movie. But since we've already done it, let's just go right ahead and talk about Supergirl. Yeah, absolutely. And the way they've really managed to turn things around, because like I, I think like that John Jones episode, I yeah, I, I really think that's things when they have generally been great since then. Yeah, and with a couple missteps. Okay, well, I just think I, th- this might be—I might be telling this at a. Uh, this might be another thing where I'm telling tales at a school here. But I was listening to Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman podcast, which is a pod that one of the many pods with major influences on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was—he re- was interviewing Andrew Kreisberg, who's one of the big three who are responsible for. Oh wow! The Berlanti versus Greg Berlanti good, and good and, get. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Kreisberg and Mark Guggenheim, right? Those are the three right, dudes. Yeah. And uh, it should be pointed out that Kevin Smith is actually getting to direct an episode of Flash. Uh, yeah. In, in upcoming, <laughs> well, he's not going to do it 
Kevin, like he's he's already said on Fat Man on Batman that he's not going to do a Kevin Smith song. Yeah, it's it's he's going to do them. They're they're basically basically he's going to be there, but they're going to be telling him what to do. Right. Actually, now that we're kind of on the topic, I mean, what does he think about that show in general? The Supergirl show. Uh, or or Flash or anything. Oh, Flash! Like, what are he, his feelings? He can't say. I imagine you'd be deep into Flash. Oh, he can't say enough good things about Flash. He he taught he. There's a there's video of him on YouTube. You can look it up. He videotapes himself watching the Run Barry Run scene from the end of season one and crying <laughs> like he was. That, oh, with the particle accelerator. Yeah, with the part when he yeah, you know, yeah. when uh, uh, Harrison Wells goes Run Barry. Run, which you know is like the catchphrase. It's catchphrase. <laughs> it's like the catchphrase of the Flash, right? And he goes, "Run, Barry, run!" And then when Flash runs through and then goes to see his mom, and and it's just Kevin Smith, like basically selfie recording himself watching that scene, tears streaming, crying. It's 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 ridiculously fun to watch. But oh yeah, and I imagine that was super formative for him. Like I unfortunately never read. I think it was Jeff Johns mm-hmm. who had the big run in the '90s of like the better Flash comics. Yeah, he yeah Jeff Johns is the guy who. who made um i mean the flash was always awesome but he was the guy who's made flash he, he took the flash to that elite level to make like and there's always the big debate and the, the stupid ass talking head debate in uh football of which quarterbacks are elite you oh, can talk sure. about like which again since this is the crossover podcast <laughs> which quarterbacks are elite you talk yeah. about which like superhero characters are elite and you have like your batmans your supermans your iron mans your captain americas and then flash once Jeff Johns got a hold of that, the Flash was absolutely on that level. Yep, and that's why Jeff Johns gets my lock of the week. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, I, uh, going back to what I was saying, Kreisberg was on that, and he was saying that I think him and I might get the names wrong. I think it was him and Berlanti were on the set of Supergirl, and the guys who were doing Supergirl were basically saying, "This is what we're going to do with the Hank." Uh, Henshaw character, and for those of you who don't know, right, Hank yeah, Henshaw yeah. is supposed to be the cyborg Superman, and we always saw him with the glowing red eyes and stuff. And, and figured that that was a tell. Yeah, figured that he was eventually going to be cyborg Superman, because why the hell wouldn't you? And then apparently... Because we were taking it at face value, yeah. but we know what glowing red eyes means from context and history. Yeah, why that's did true. see it coming? Exactly. And, well, that was the thing, because apparently that might not have been the original... So if, again, if we can go back to a... Uh, 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 football reference here, they may have audibled at the line. Like, yep. they had one play called, yes. and, and then something happened, and allegedly, as the story goes, they audibled at the line, because apparently Berlanti was sitting there going, man, why couldn't you make it? Man, it's too bad you can't, he said something along the lines of, it's too bad you can't make Henshaw the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, and as I recall, Jeff Johns was like, you can't do it. It can't be done. <laughs> yeah, and then they all looked at each other and were like, wait, well, why, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> why can't we do that, right? And then they went ahead and did it, and it absolutely turned the show. I really hope that story's true. I, I mean, I... I well, it, it sounds apocryphal, but I hope it's true. <laughs> I really do, but like it, like I said, it seems like they audible at the line where they were like, Henshaw, Henshaw, no, no, He's no. Right. He's the hole. We know he's something. Yeah. What could he be? And then went, man, like... Yeah, they just, collapsed the waveform. They made him John fucking Jones. And as much as I love Arrow, and as much as I love the fucking Flash... It's not the Martian Manhunter. I, 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 what has been better than when the, the reveal of when he goes, my name, when he morphs and goes... My name. As the reverberating voice sounds like Carl Lumley. Yeah, and I was just like, oh my god! And I was like, <laughs> Holy and shit! I am. I, 
was like, holy fuck. And then it was shot. I think straight. I literally had a spit take. Yeah. And then I was just like telling, I was like, Carly, you, because like I said, my girl, bring this story full circle. My wife, she was out. She's like, this show sucks. I'm not watching it. I hate this guy. You have to watch this episode. Yeah. She's like, I hate this guy who's like fawning over her. You know, she, 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 she was like me where it was like, man, um, oh God, uh, Cat Cole. Uh, what's her name? Oh, um, um Cat Grant. Cat Grant, but uh, the actress playing her. Uh, Calista Flockhart. Calista Flockhart. Sorry, I had a brain fart there on her name. Calista Flockhart should not be the, the most interesting character in the show, but by God, she was killing it in the beginning. No, of she was, and she was, and she's the one who kind of kept it alive for yeah. a lot of us for a while. And, uh, you know, I've enjoyed uh, Melissa Benoist, um yeah. if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Her. Um, I've been pronouncing it Benoit. Don't have the slightest clue how it's pronounced. Fair enough. I, I've been really enjoying her performance as Kara, but uh, I needed something to kind of anchor me into the series, and it was yeah. it was Calista Flockhart, of all people. She was, like, and, and as over-the-top and as weird as her character is and as, as over the top and, and like very like you know girl power woman power you know we can still look good and we can still you know it's like we can still dress like females but we can still kick ass and stuff which i which i i, I very much enjoy from. Yeah, well, it's the line from the third year rock that i was like the quote i thought i could have it all <laughs> yeah she she well because she has the line where she goes you can have it all just yeah. not at the same time right and, no, and exactly it was like man this, i was like watching that going this is the only character that is is a real human being <laughs> right like and i mean that literally in some cases because yeah, and, and she feels hot. grandiose but yeah that's good that's what exactly. you want that's but what like, the character's supposed to be the max guy was was what's his name he's, he's well lord yeah that, no but, oh and what is up with that dude's hair he's got uh, this weird like, I, I have a lot of issues with that guy. <laughs> well first off that guy's he's i mean he's not bad bad but he's tv bad i think for this show and I don't know what's up with that dude hair, dude's hair where he's got this, like, weird half-mullet thing going on with his... Yeah. It's like, it's what is that? I don't know what that... It's an interesting choice by the, the hair. We, we call it the Trump Jr. It is a He's a little Trumpish on this on this show, but, like... Maybe that's on purpose. Maybe they're going for that. Could be. Maybe. It is an election. Maybe, maybe I'm giving it too much credit. I probably. But I'm just saying, I don't know what's up. But uh, when that guy, like, fuck. Like, the, the, the less screen time that guy gets... The best, the better this show gets, honestly. Yeah, but you know, to the credit, they tried to make him interesting with yeah. the uh, recent Toy Man episode. And I'm not blaming the kid, like I'm not blaming the guy who's playing him. No, neither am I. It's not his fault. He's playing what that character's supposed and to be very got, well. He's got nothing to work with there. Nothing. Like he's just he's he's like crusty. I got nothing to work with. Nothing. And he's just what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, he's out there doing his best, trying to sell it, and it just all of it falls flat, and you, you, you're just like, well, it's not that it falls flat. It's just that that kind of character is a wiener, and we've seen it done yeah. better in many different iterations within the Berlantiverse. <laughs> yeah, and just right because for all of her foibles, Felicity Smoke is more enjoyable than that. Mm. For all of his foibles, you know, I eventually grew to like Cisco a hell of a lot more than that. Cisco might be the best character in the Flash. Like, like against against the odds of, of... Cisco has been killing it lately, but we'll get yeah. to that. Well, yeah, when he gets to well, <laughs> based we'll on get to that. Let's focus on Super Supergirl. All right, all right. So, um, since since the break, yes, we've had we the have... toy man. Yeah, we have had the Toy Man. Mm-hmm. Let, let's start with the Toy Man. We had the episode. Of... I didn't like that episode. The, <laughs> the shining spot in that episode for me was, uh, and I'm going to forget her name again. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Every time. Cat the girl Grant. who was the. Sorry? Cat Grant? 
No, no, no. The girl who was the FBI agent in that. Who oh, was God. Watching over Wynn because I knew that he was uh, Toy Man's son, but she was uh, Anya on Buffy, and I'm like, ooh, cool. Was she? Oh, I did yeah. So I'm like, oh, you know, Buffy alumni, awesome. I mean, <laughs> like, that's all it takes to get me, apparently. But uh, other than that, that episode was kind of weird. <laughs> Although Henry Zerny was fantastic as. Uh, oh, sure. Series. But, like, when yeah. he put her in a quicksand trap, and I'm like, first of all, how? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Second of all, oh, there's a child in a box that's going to be dropped into, like, a uh, mm-hmm. the wood shepherd. Third of all, you've got x-ray vision. You know that's not real. Well, that's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I buy that because the super people, and by that I mean Superman, Supergirl, uh, Superboy, etc., etc., they're not Batman. They don't think quickly. They, they they get the, like, they, they're like, oh my god, there's a kid in there, I've got to rescue it. And they don't they don't think to, like, hey... They think with their heart, not with their brain. Exactly. They don't think with their heart, they think with their brain. That's so I All buy, right, I'll give you that. I buy Kara totally falling for that. You know what? And I didn't even think of that right away. It's after the yeah. fall, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Because when that thing fell, when she... Uh, and this is the thing, because I'm so well-trained by the Batman, I was like, that's a red herring. I, I knew it immediately. I'm like, that's a red herring. Of course There's it no is. Child. There's no child. Who's this box. kid? How do they get this kid? We yeah, I know. And it's the toy man. The toy man loves kids. He doesn't kill them, right? Like, oh, sure. Yeah. That's just, like, but, like, the super... Except for that one time. <laughs> yeah, the super people fall for that, though, right? Like, I just, I, I really... I thought that episode was pretty good, but some of the... Uh, some of it was... It was gimmicky. Yes, very gimmicky. It's and then, I mean, uh, it, it's... Don't get me wrong. It's not their worst episode ever. No, definitely not. Um, um, but everything since then has been great, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just, I like, I kind of liked it. So we got Bizarro. They, yes. Uh, they did a Bizarro episode, which I, I, I thought initially they were doing the Power uh, Girl. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were doing Power Girl, Galatia, Project yeah. Cadmus type thing. And so did I, and was kind of hoping for that. But then as soon as I went Bizarro, I'm like, okay, different, also cool. <laughs> and did a good version of Bizarro, too. And they, right? Not bad. Yeah, like, I really like Sort of uh, penitent, uh, knows it's not doing the right thing, but for all the wrong reasons, kind of Bizarro. It, yeah, it, now she you wasn't... You feel really... sorry for it. You sh- a good Bizarro yeah. is one that you should feel sorry for. Exactly. And uh, it's not... It, it, they, they weren't doing the full-on backwards Bizarro, right? Where he says, like, you know... Yeah. I, you know, me hate you, and, and yeah. it really means he loves you and stuff, right? Like, they didn't go full on into that with, with, but the, they did the, uh, they did the fire breath. Yeah. The cold vision. Yeah. Like, cold, oh, awesome. Yeah. The cold <laughs> vision. Pull. Yeah. The cold vision versus the fire breath was good. And she did drop a couple of, like, me and Bizarro lines and stuff like that. And just, yeah. oh, God. And, and, yeah, to just oh, come on. you know you're gonna see that character again. <laughs> yes, and, F- and Bizarro will. She flew away, so she can easily. Re- and they did the thing. Like, didn't they shoot her with blue kryptonite or something like that? Because like they something, shot, yeah, yeah. Because they, they shot, they, they synthesized another kryptonite. Yeah, and it was blue because they shot her with the they shot her with kryptonite earlier, and it made her stronger. And they were like, oh man, we've been, and then they synthesized some some uh, new kryptonite, and they shot her with it, and it was blue kryptonite, which is only in the comics in the in the deep deep old school Super Friends. Stuff only. Yeah, also, for any of us who know anything about chemistry, they're like, "Oh, we've got to reverse the polarity on this script." I'm like, "That's not what that is." <laughs> yeah. 
that was what you're trying to say. Yeah, go fuck yourself. That's comic book science nonsense, though. You, the, the second you start picking that stuff apart, <laughs> that's sweet, sweet well gibberish. Just, yeah, you might as well just stop reading, right? Like I know, and, and people they, like to pick on like it's a it's a term that literally comes from Star Trek, and Star Trek is an originator of a lot of these tropes. It's techno babble. Techno babble, yeah, yeah. And people have a lot of tropes that they use, and then people rag on Star Trek for doing that. But at least Star Trek kind of makes sense when it does. <laughs> yeah, you, you. Now here's the thing. I will. It is, it's science fictiony, of course, but I mean, they don't try to reverse polarity of radiation as if that makes any <laughs> That's sense. True, right? Okay. So I will say you can't pick that. You can't pick the techno battle apart because a, I absolutely can. Well, well, yes. Yeah, well, you can't. <laughs> I shouldn't, but I will. Yeah, I know. You, you can't do it other time. A because you'll never be able to enjoy anything ever. Well, yes, that's fair. B, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I love that episode, but it's yeah. like, come on, guys. Yeah, B, it's all bullshit. Right? Like, oh, yeah. this whole thing, this all you know bullshit. this is bullshit. Yeah, so don't, don't. Kryptonite was invented when, like, humans had a very basic idea of what radioactivity was. Yeah, it's like when you watch Batman Returns, right? And, like, which no one should ever do because it's a terrible movie and it has no reach value. But, like, <laughs> you remember the scene where, like, Batman records. That, like he, he uses like the recordings of the penguin to ruin his mayoral campaign. Oh yeah. And he's just in the bat cave putting CD ROMs into stuff. And like at one point he takes a CD ROM and scratches it like a record <laughs> to play it back. And back in like 93, we were all like, I guess that's what we'll all be doing. <laughs> I guess I say on a micro level, that is how CD ROMs work. But <laughs> You know what? Scratch it like half points. Half points. Scratch it like like he was like he was like mix master Alfred in that one going then. Bring the beat back right round, baby, right round. Yeah. Like like, rewind the beat. Bring the beat back. Bring the beat back. Like you can't do that. So yeah, you gotta let the techno battle stuff go. But like, and and the nonsense of them talking about all we need to do is reverse the polarities of kryptonite is worth it because when they shot. Bizarro with it. It was fucking blue kryptonite that yeah, really yeah. works on. That, that was a good pull. Bizarro. I, I forgave them because of that shot. Yeah, and and you let it all go because of that. But um, the, I really forgive a lot in Superman, honestly. I love Superman. Forgive. Like, here's the thing. Just as far as like techno battles goes, I'm I'm willing to forgive it to a fault. I would say, like, it's got to have some logic. But at the same time, I'm not going to nitpick everything. Like, oh, well, like here's the thing, and then and, and here's where I'll kind of do it in one of these shows, where if it doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. then that's one thing. But as long as it makes sense in the continuity of the greater DC universe, then I get it because they basically made Blue Kryptonite. I'm like, all right, good. Yeah, like, like that thing where they talk about reversing the polarities, or in uh, Ant Man, where they they have like nonsense about the time. Oh yeah, subatomic. Yeah, reduce yeah. the distance between atoms. Like, all right, well, yeah. you're like, I reduce the distance between atoms. It's like she went subatomic and stuff like that. And like, or you know, like anything Iron Man says ever, right? Where it's like, I have synthesized a new element and stuff like that. Like, you let all that. No, I actually like those scenes because they have some basis in reality. Yeah. He basically built a particle accelerator. The the reducing the space between atoms is beautiful nonsense. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like I, I yes, I can guarantee that for the sake of a comic, Hank Pym can do that sort of thing. Yeah. But there's much better applications than making an Ant Man suit. But, yeah, like to me, I, I think you you uh, like it's it's more easier to pick apart laws of physics than it is to pick apart like these at like the, the oh, science yeah. and stuff. Okay. Like in in 
And I, I want to be perfectly clear, like I, I took physics up to 11th grade, uh, chemistry up to 12th grade. I, I'm not a, a doctor of any kind. No, but at, the, but at the same time, you know how shit is. <laughs> like you, you yeah. know what shit's supposed to yeah. do to a fall. How stuff, how stuff works. Yeah, and I'm, I'm talking about like in one of the glory, when the, the the glorious Fast and the Furious movie franchise, right? Like oh, Vin Diesel, sure. not, like oh, Vin Diesel cannot actually drive a car out of one building full speed into another building, try to slow down, not be able to pick up speed again. <laughs> You would go out of that title for Furious Seven is by the way. As long as we're getting way off topic, yeah, go right ahead. The Japanese title for Furious Seven because of the plot and the things that happen in it is called Sky Mission. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did see that. I think on, I think on his trailers put that up there, which actually sounds way cooler than (laughs) Fast Seven. Although we officially have a Fast Eight Metal Gear Solid sequel. Yeah, it could pull, could pull. But we officially have a fast date, which I'm, I'm, I'm more. I'll be the first one in line. First in line. Vin Diesel has gone as far as to speculate release dates for Fast Nine and Ten. So. Oh, I love this world. I love this world. Even if, even if I gotta put up with Deadpool making half a billion dollars. You know what? And actually, the, to go again completely off topic, this was one of the comparisons I wanted to make during my review of Deadpool. Was that that's a movie that's completely stupid and made me feel stupid for watching it. <laughs> Fair enough. At least whereas, just, whereas yeah. the Fast series is a completely stupid franchise that for some reason I love. It just works. Well, because they switch it up, right? Like they switch it up. Like at first it was a car racing series, and then it was a heist film, and then well, it was because it, it takes like the characters take yeah. it seriously, mm-hmm. but the like production crew does not. <laughs> it's also the most multicultural cast we have in a uh, in the movies right now, isn't it? That might be true. What is more ethnically diverse? It's like a Benetton ad. The, uh, the, the. Wow, oh, shit. You might be right. Well, 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 I mean, possibly eventually, like Doctor Strange, maybe, but. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah, maybe, possibly. Maybe. I'm, I'm. That's, that's, a, good, uh, that's a good point. At the very least, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, for Doctor Strange, as, as we are completely off topic here, but, like, uh, <laughs> I'm excited for most excited to see the Sanctum Sanctorum in uh, Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, sure, sure. But getting back to Supergirl because we have one last thing to talk about because uh, we're recording this before the episode. Please talk about the Black Mercy. Yes, but uh, stand the edge of your seat because let me like we're recording this as a the new one is airing, which we are both PVRing, PVRing and DVRing if you're in the states. We're previewing an episode today. Today's episode is called Truth, Justice, and the American Way. Sure, right up there. I know. But for God's sakes, we've been dangling, we've been dancing around it. They did for the girl who has everything. They did it! The (laughs) fucking Black Mercy episode. And they did it it well to the point where there was a line, there was a point in that episode, and I'm jumping way ahead here, but there was a point where they pulled the Black Mercy off of her, and she just took a couple seconds uh, second soaking it all in yeah. and I'm like if this is the Supergirl that I've been kind of questioning hmm. she'll have like a, she'll like break down and start crying or something like that hmm. but if it's the Supergirl that I hope this series has become she'll literally say 
who did this to me? And she, <laughs> and that's exactly what she said. Fuck yes. And broke up the heat vision and beat the ever loving shit out of Non, and it was incredible. Yeah, and they got to have it was Non and Astro versus uh, Supergirl in the Martian Manhunter, and it was yes. fucking. But yeah, fun. no, it was not. It was it was Kara versus Non, and then although Martian was, Manhunter and Alex versus Astra. Yeah, although we should say that that was a very poorly court. Like the Astra versus Martian Manhunter was a very poorly choreographed. That part was but i was yeah. you know what, anytime i can see uh john as yeah. john is good by me <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely plus we got all the fun bits in that episode as john acting as kara at catco yeah that was, that was amazing <laughs> that was ridiculous yeah i just remember thinking, although the entire time i was like they, they 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 haven't really given him they've been dancing around whether or not he has his telekinetic powers in this because she goes oh, what was yeah. the first thing i would say i said to you and if you're the real john jones you read her mind and then you say a factor yeah, right? yeah. but he Except never did that yeah but uh i guess they're dancing around with they haven't they haven't fully said that he's like a telepath have they on that show or am i just uh, they've given him so. the power to like erase minds and stuff but i don't think that they've said he's a full-on They've done that because he did it to the one guard and basically, like, had a ton of remorse about basically ruining his life. <laughs> yeah. Well, we forgot to talk. Well, we'll get back to the Black Mercy, but we forgot to talk about they did the fucking White Martians. The oh, goddamn, yeah. The goddamn White Martians were in an episode. I saw that and I was like, oh, oh my God. Holy shit. <laughs> I never thought they would do that in the first season. They did, like, a full on, like, really good iteration of them wiping yeah. out his people and it was like jesus christ and i with was the, like, with the with the with the xenophobic senator who yeah doesn't trust these aliens oh good lord that was good paul fantastic that i mean man this show is really hitting its stride like it's right there now but for those that's where you can see the deo come together because they've been kind of clown shoes up until <laughs> very clown shoes <laughs> like well we when you see them kind of signaling each other like shoot this alien now please yeah like it, that's when you can see them actually coming together as a, as a yeah. cohesive unit which is fun which is good to see um but uh yeah, that Black Mercy episode where you get yeah. like eleven year old Cal on uh on uh, Krypton. Yeah, for those of you who have, who don't know this story, Alan Moore back in the eighties, I think, because that was peak Alan Moore too. We talked about it on the last Oh see, so yeah, I only know the uh, Justice League adaptation. Well, it, it's the Justice League adaptation is from a comic Miller. Um what happened was Alan Moore, and I have this copy of I, I figured, but I have it sitting around somewhere and I haven't it's in one of my um, annuals because I think they did like a uh, they did the great stories of Alan Moore because Alan Moore wrote Alan Moore is basically responsible he wrote the killing joke which right. is the the he also wrote the Watchmen he wrote the Watchmen which is his like masterpiece he, yeah, he his he, magnum he, opus his magnum opus he wrote all the all the really really good shit for the swamp thing he he did um, I think he did some of V for Vendetta. I, I may be wrong. Yeah, that was him. Yep. I think V for Vendetta was him. Let me just... Uh, I, I'm 90% sure that was him. Let me just satisfy that, that's, that's deep, Alan Moore, because there's definitely like three like pages yeah, of sheet like, yeah. in that graphic Ven- novel. Yeah, V for Vendetta was, was Alan Moore. Um, and he wrote... I think he co-wrote it with somebody whose name escapes me, but he wrote the series for The Man Who Has Everything, which was the series where mongol attacks attaches a black mercy to superman which is a telekinetic plant that basically traps the person in a vision of the thing that they desire the most for their perfect world basically 
And so if if the Black Mercy was attached to me, it would be <laughs> where the Lakers don't exist, basically, <laughs> right? But everything else is exactly. But everything else is pretty much the same. <laughs> this is a pretty good life you have, actually. Yeah, <laughs> more or less. You just need uh, to forget about the Lakers. <laughs> Hypnotism could give you your perfect life. That's true. But yeah, so and then and, and the, the reason it's really good because. It, I think at the time it was kind of really the first Superman story where Superman couldn't solve his problems by punching it in the face. You know, like he had to, he had to. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Cause Mongols, I may be wrong, but it's, it's the first one where they really gave it. That seems like a pretty good Superman trope. That seemed like it yeah. would outdate that. It might, but like to me, this is the first time I think, as far as I know, in terms of me reading Superman, it's the first time it was it was done so ex- like just extremely well, right? So he wrote the Black Mercy thing where Mongol decides I can take over the Earth, but the only way I, do, I can do it is I got to neutralize Superman. So he attaches the Black Mercy to Superman and proceeds to try to take down the Justice League, and the Justice League are trying to you know remove the Black Mercy. Yeah, while also fighting off Mongol. Mongol, right? And a few people I think end up going down while fighting Mongol, and. Uh, and eventually Superman beats it, but he beats it as, um, well, yeah, well, they adapted this in the justice league on like, like the justice league unlimited series. They, uh, right. We, we brought this episode before, um, when we did our crime alley scenes, which yeah, if we can do a shame, shameless self-promotion plug, you can go back and we go in depth about because the black mercy in, in the JLU episode ends up getting attached to Batman. And then Batman sees his perfect life in crime. It's basically the reverse of what happened of his parents dying in crime alley. And it was brilliantly done for that show. But in, in that one, they kind of beat it by because it's a half hour show and we can't really get into the complexities of Superman. They do a really good job of doing it. But at the end, they kind of just tear the black mercy off of Superman they do, but he, they also do it in such a way where yeah. he has to kind of reject the thoughts that are exactly. happening to him. He's able to weaken it, and then they can pull. Yeah, it. They're, they're able to pull it off they of him enough that 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 what's happening in his perfect world is is not realistic enough yeah. to kind of capture him. So exactly. he kind of rejects it, and, and that's what happens in in Alan Moore's in, in Supergirl as well. <laughs> yeah, they're not able to actually like Superman can't actually punch it or laser vision it or freeze breath it. He so he has to beat it with his with his mind and he realizes wait this is all he eventually realizes this is all wrong this isn't my life and unfortunately i can't stay here and the way that it manifests in the uh, justice league is that uh periodically there will be like earthquakes on his perfect life in krypton and mm-hmm. he realizes that krypton is doomed <laughs> yeah and it's it, it's just really good and i believe diana just rips that thing off of him eventually in the uh yeah, she does, and she ends yeah. up going toe to toe with Mongol. For that's one of my favorite uh, yeah. Wonder Woman episodes, actually. Oh, it's fantastic, uh, but yeah, they they so they they end up doing this, except they call the episode for the girl who has everything, and they put it on, and it's pretty much the exact same plot line. But the Black Mercy attaches itself to Kara, and keeps her, and she imagines she's back on Krypton, and everything's still alive, and young Kal El is still there, and. Right with the with the added twist of and I thought this was interesting because uh, I was only familiar with this like I never read the the related Alan Moore comics I saw that episode of the Justice League sometimes fucking brilliant right Um, when uh, but they kind of add the added twist on top of the Justice League episode because when Supergirl gets into this like idyllic Kryptonian world that she now finds herself on as an adult like ten years after she should have been there um, she's rejecting it immediately. Mm 
this isn't right, etc. But no one's trying to tear the plant off of her, and so eventually her true memories start to fade, which is a, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, they kind of they put a little reverse twist on it, which I, which is really good. And they actually in this one they actually go into her mind, which I thought was a little, yeah, little little little. I'm willing to forgive it. A little farscapey it. for me, but they um, did it on Flash. I'm willing to forgive. Yeah, it. but I'll 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 let it go. But. uh yeah, they like put you know her sister's like you got to put me in there. Which actually, I'm really glad they didn't do this because there was that weird scene where because uh, if you watch Supergirl, you know there's this holographic because um, Superman always had this thing that he he stole the thing from Brainiac. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, that always gives him the information. And he, so anytime he doesn't know, he encounters something he doesn't know. He basically has these records that he stole from Brainiac. Database from Brainiac. And he goes like, hey you know, records from, you know, Brainiac records. Do you know what this thing is? And then if he happens to know, it'll tell Superman what it is. And they have their version of that in Supergirl, where it's Supergirl's mom programmed a version of herself. Into With all this, of her memories. If all of her memories and a lot of, uh, you know, just basically, yeah, Kryptonian <laughs> records that, you know, provides information. And <laughs> Alex goes and asks about, basically asks about the Black Mercy and oh yeah <laughs> the computer program goes i do not have sufficient information on this creature and then she goes i know but i really need this information and she <laughs> I do goes not have i do not have sufficient information on this creature and then she and, gives this hologram an impassioned speech <laughs> yeah she gives a hologram this impassioned speech where she gets the monologue for like two yeah, minutes this is, her, this is her emmy reel and yeah. it's like two minutes of her breaking down crying she's like i can't lose my sister let me tell you this story about when we were kids and she protected me and now it's my turn to protect her. So please give me the information I need. And I was like, oh my God, is this speech going like, to result in unlocking some hidden information yeah, somehow? Right. And I was like, please don't let that be the case. And then she goes, I do not have sufficient information on this creature. And Alex just goes, God damn it. And Lee is like, okay, thank God. This almost lost any credibility. Yeah, I was like, okay, episode not ruined. Because she was basically pleading with a computer pro program. They'd be like, yeah. if you Googled something and didn't get what you wanted. And then went, please, my husband demands, yeah. my husband depends on this information. Yeah. I still don't know. Yeah. And then Google goes, oh, well, here it is. Well, in that case. <laughs> oh, God. It was, it was, that's I, why we always vote for net neutrality, Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. I, I, was, I was really glad. Because <laughs> I actually was giving that speech, because like I said, it went on for a good two minutes. Oh no, I was getting, uh, I was getting, uh, this is Yu-Gi-Oh! the uh, bridge series vibes from it. I was getting the, I don't care. <laughs> mm -hmm. From that. Yeah. But I mean, it was good, and it, it was, it was, it was a good speech. Like, I don't care what you say, my point is I don't care. No, that was actually a good episode for Alex, one of the least interesting show characters on that show. Yeah, and she gets a lot of screen time, good lord. She um, does, and that was actually a good episode for her, because they were about to launch her into the Phantom Zone in this dream universe. I still can't believe how bad uh, the Jimmy Olsen, the guy playing Jimmy Olsen in this is. It's, it's not him. It's a full-on love triangle at this point. Yeah, it's, 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 again, it's, it's the writing isn't that fantastic for that whole love triangle thing. The one nitpick I have, and I don't know that this is confined even to Supergirl, this is actually a thing that has been a thing for this current season, no matter which it is for the show across the Berlantiverse, but... Every single show this season has had, here's an estranged son, try to reconnect with him. We've got Wally West, 
Yeah. We've got Cat Grant's son, whose name I forget, Adam something. I actually, yeah, I think it was Adam. Adam. And we've got uh, Oliver's son in Arrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every single show, here's an estranged son. Wow, that's just a comic book trope in general. Of sure, but stuff. it didn't have to all be at once. That's true, yeah. It, 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 yeah now that you mentioned it. It makes me think, hey, Greg Berlanti. What happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> like, Where's like, your dad, Greg Berlanti? Like, yeah, that's just a, co- a, a comic book thing. But uh, segueing off of Supergirl into yep. Flash, yeah. and, Flash the way, yeah. and the way we're going to do that is because we now know, thanks to the Instagram of Grant Gustin himself, Grant Gustin. we now know that there will be an official cross-network promotion, and he is going to be as Grant Gustin is he's going to show up on in sometime at the end of March yep. on an episode of Supergirl and I am pretty fucking yeah, an episode excited called World's World, Finest World's <laughs> Finest yeah I assume they're going to have the race in that one too which, which means for us because World's Finest was the two part crossover with Batman Superman in the well, it's always it was also the comic title anytime those two like in, it was the comic title anytime Batman and Superman were in the same uh thing since like the 40s i think right so is is this just because it is a supergirl episode are we going to get yep. any flash continuities with this as well like is this earth 2 <laughs> well, well we might we might that'd be fun if it was like, because that's what i have to assume because because we're sort of now talking about the flash yeah we know from their adventures recently in this in this past week's episode on earth 2 that that's where the justice league is <laughs> That's true, but I don't think so. Considering the next episode, like the episode that airs tomorrow, when from when we're recording this, is called Escape from Earth Two. So I don't think we're spending a lot of time on Earth Two. In, oh, sure, in, not in enough, Flash. not enough to give that away. But this is what making me wonder because maybe, yeah, we know for a fact that Cisco has referred to events of like Batman and Superman, like tropes related to them in mm-hmm. universe as being from comics. Yep. Although, so in the it last... makes me wonder, like, are they going to do a Earth One yeah. Supergirl? Also, in the last episode, when when of the Flash, when they go through the tunnel to see, yep. uh, the the guy uh, Jay Garrett goes, you know, don't be afraid. Don't pay to... attention to anything you see on the way. Yeah, and he's like, what are you going to see? Everything. <laughs> and then as he runs through, the like, we got a few little hits, and one of the hits was Melissa Melissa Benoit or Benoist, yeah. whatever however you pronounce that last name. Flying as Supergirl. That was one. We got um, a Green Arrow that's not Stephen Amell. Yep. (laughs) We got Jonah Hex. We did. (laughs) We got Jonah Hex. We got uh, a gorilla type thing, but it wasn't close enough to to tell if it was... uh, Grod. Grod or not, it could have been ultra humanite. It could have been Solovar. I am, I am, I am hoping to hell for an ultra humanite. Ultra humanite, and we got. I uh, want a gray. I want a gray brain robbery episode. <laughs> and we, that's the only thing that make Flash my favorite show ever. Yeah, and the, and the, the fifth thing we got was a uh, John Wesley ship. It, like it was, it was John Wesley ship in, oh, the, yes. in, in the '90s Flash outfit. When that's he, right, yeah, yeah. When he ran, which I'm like, ooh, because I didn't recognize it, but I I knew enough to figure out from context clues what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a good Easter egg. <laughs> so since we got back, we've had four episodes since we got back from because uh, uh, when we left, uh, <clears throat> when, when we left the Flash. It was a Christmas episode. It was the Captain yeah. Cold, Mark Martin. Yeah. The, uh, uh, trickster episode yeah jesse james the trickster with mark hamill came back and at the end we met 
Wally West. He, he showed up at the door of the West house and has been turning heads ever since. And when we come back, we meet Turtle. Turtle, who was a character from Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> who the character? Like the guy who played him? The guy who played him, yeah. Was he? Oh, okay. I was hoping because they, they the first time they named him, they're like, oh, we need to find the turtle. And just so the guy in a hoodie kind of working through a crowd on like a video screen. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, please be turtle from Entourage. Oh God, <laughs> like, yeah. What a good pull that would have oh, been. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Why didn't like, they do that? Like 10 years older. Because he has sort of like the same build. Yeah. And he could, right? well, actually Jerry Garcia is all, he's a lot thinner now. But like season two turtle. True, true. Yeah. Or, yeah, he lost a lot of weight. He actually looks sickly. I like them better as, as bigger turtle. Uh, my turtle is like, I always say my Batman. My turtle is not skinny turtle. I'll say that. But God, yeah, that it, was, it was uh, Chief Tiro from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, what a great pull that would have been if it was Jerry Garcia. <laughs> right. And he had the hat on still. Exactly. <laughs> and the shoes and everything. Oh, that would have been good. But like, they actually made turtle look cool. Because turtle, I don't think, has been used since the fucking, like, 50s probably and it was right. always... yeah, it's, it's a good pull because a yeah. lot of these flash villains like i know like either second or third hand like I, i've never read a flash comic except for flashpoint since the show has existed yeah. um and everything i know about him is more or less come from like the justice league animated series or superman animated series or something like that uh so it was a good pull for a uh fairly sparse or strange sort of rogues gallery that the flash has like here's yeah. a good excuse to get this character into the show who hasn't been seen in mass media in what you're saying is like 60 years yeah and because like the thing about flash was flash had the big four right and the big four were not reverse flash by the way you know the reverse <laughs> flashes like the big four were cat were the rogues right it was yep. captain cold yep. mirror master mm-hmm. uh the trickster you and captain see? boomerang Oh, Captain Boomerang. Yeah, like those were the big four. That they were the rogues, and they were the guys who were always trying to take them down. And it's like, how do you translate those guys into this show? Because none of those guys really have superpowers, and other than Mirror Master, right? Mm-hmm. And they still haven't done Mirror Master, which I assume they're saving them for season three, right? I, I hope so. Yeah, because I guess I have to. Them, I guess the speedster. Although we still got a lot of episodes left in there, there's still like a good nine episodes left in this season. So maybe he, because like they're gonna do a couple more like one and you know well, bad, and, bad. Well, and we'll talk about this later and we've talked about it already but captain cold has kind of run away with this series <laughs> oh yeah he's, yeah he's run away yeah he's 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 out of this one but uh although well, and, I mean, too he's, right now he's killing it in this show <laughs> oh yeah we'll, we'll get to legends of tomorrow but so we had turtle and they actually made turtle's power look kind of cool too because turtle was always just like oh sorry just puts up this field yeah, and oh, and they're like you gotta run through it and stuff, and it's just man, it looked cool, and they made him like this. Weird... Oh yeah, that that first scene when it showed them at like the uh, there was that um, presentation of the jewels at City Hall. Yeah, and he and just it's... like runs up and the flashes in there like going slow as molasses, and Troll just like winks at him and takes the ring and walks away. Yeah, and it was just like, uh, but they also made him into this like this psychotic collector of he, he was a serial killer who was collecting trophies i think they said and stuff and i was like that's pretty cool cause... yeah it was and what i liked about it a lot was when he was typing uh patty's name on the cue card there just like typing like ty- touch typing like one key wait three seconds yeah one key and i'm like yeah it's turtle yeah 
so and he said something like people go way too fast these days or so you know just corny dialogue like that that is just so good but i was just like man they made turtle look cool like what? cool <laughs> i was like what can't they do on the show and then they go ahead and follow that up by bringing the fucking reverse flash back into the show. Fucking of course, then. Like he's not even gone. And then they do reverse flash because they said it couldn't be done. And not only that, but it was like. So here's a situation where, like, I have previously gushed about this series at the beginning of this season because they did exactly what I wanted them to do and combined a universe where both time travel and alternate timelines are possible with alternate realities and here's a situation where they did both at once and made it not and made it make sense in a reasonable way because like you know me i've always been a big or i've I've never been a big time travel guy because i i think it's 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 okay to do time travel once in a while so that you can have things like um uh, we'll get into Legends of Tomorrow later, but Legends of Tomorrow is a time travel show, and they had the thing where they're at the auction buying a like Braille Savage is selling a nuclear warhead, and they go there, and the Neil Mac- Neil McDonough's there as Damian Dark, and he hasn't aged a day in four years, and I'm just like, okay, that's brilliant because you're planting seeds, so like little Easter eggs like that are fine, but when you start getting in, you start doing time travel too much, like what ruin heroes? Yeah that's when i start to get pissed off and like the, the x-men in the in the 90s traveled back in time way too many times right with like bishop going back and even though it, it there was like the time traveling resulted in one of their best uh well here's, lines, days of future here's past. the difference i think is mm-hmm. these characters aren't time traveling so much as time travel is happening to them yeah where and and what that means is that they're not sort of having to do it so much like they did it in the season finale in a situation that made sense for season one uh but other than that like it's more or less just like something that is happening and that they have to deal with where it makes sense for the reverse flash to have that capability and for them to have to deal with that and whatever that makes you know, it makes sense within that context versus them being like, well, fuck, you know, Barry, you fucked up again, so do your reverse time for a day thing that you do occasionally. Mm-hmm. Because he's done it twice now in this verse. Yes. Because he did in the Vandal Savage episode, but he did yeah. it by accident. Yes. And that's the way to do it, right? Exactly. Don't have it be a thing that he's like, okay, well, I fucked up. Let's go back a day. And he just has that on a whim, right? Exactly. You don't You don't want, you don't to, want to have like, that because yeah. that's, a, that's a slippery slope. Yeah. Any Anytime you can avoid following in Hero's footsteps, I would suggest. Is that show still on? Do they do they keep doing? I never watched a single frame of of the new of Heroes. I did either. We, we talked about the trailer on the show, and that was about it. I never saw any of it. Uh, it's looking at the thing. It says on January 13th, 2016, it was announced that Heroes Reborn would not be renewed for a second season. So, like, yeah. Nope. <laughs> well, they were able to Actually, someone them. I went to high school guest starred on that show. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, good for them. Get well, their... I mean, sure. I mean, get your name on some... Gotta start somewhere, right? IMDb's, I guess. Well, hey, yeah, exactly. Cool uh so yeah no, the, the reverse flash episode was great <laughs> yeah because to me the line that brought it home was this is his origin story yeah this is his origin story when they said that i was like i like so, was like that was fucking brilliant how did i not like i was like god damn it how did i not 
guess see, that. I, I did see it coming, and I'm like, fucking do it, do it, say it. Yeah, and they, they, they said it, and I was just like, oh. like... This is it. This is when you make him your enemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really good. So, yeah, the, the, the reverse flash and the fact that they, they've managed to sprinkle it where he can come back into the mix, it's just like... See, that's good stuff. That's that's. Oh, yeah, because I, we probably won't see him anymore this season, but I guarantee we'll see him in season three. Yeah. So, the episode after that is when we meet Tarpit. 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 The only thing I remember, I mean, he's, he's not a big dude, but the only thing I remember. Oh, he wasn't. In fact, they took him down like almost inconsequentially. In <laughs> yeah. Although the way he like killed those dudes was, was kind of cool. Yeah, but true. The, the only thing I remember about Tarpit in the comic books, because he doesn't have too many memorable moments is one time he tried to steal the Stanley cup. Awesome. Yeah, like he. I don't know why he would do that, but okay. The the the, the, the fictional central city hockey. Well, because he's just a thief, right? Because all the rogues are thieves, basically, right? And Tarpit's one oh, of those. Sure, yeah, yeah. And he used his his Tarpit abilities to try to like the fictional uh, start our central city hockey team was playing for the Stanley Cup, and then he tried to steal it. And I can't I, I can't remember if he succeeded or not. I just. That was the only tar pit memory I ever have is that he tried to steal the Stanley Cup. And they use that story to sprinkle in a lot of uh, Wally West. This was this was kind of the first episode where Wally West gets uh, kind of a wire-to-wire. Right, right, right. Uh, Sorry, this is the episode yeah. where Iris is trying to shut him down. Yeah, she's trying to stop him because we find out he's a speed – he's a he's – a, Drag racer. racer, yeah, he's a street racer of of, of Fast and Furious level proportions. <laughs> so, and, yeah, we got some good Fast and Furious beats in there. <laughs> yeah, and and he he was originally street racing to you know so he could he win cars and then sell them so that he could pay for his mother's medical bills. But I think this we is find the, out that he's addicted to speed, which is interesting. Yeah, but now we find out that he's 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 got a need for speed, need and we know he's speed. eventually going to be. And if you've read comics, you know that Wally West is the second Flash. So uh, Kid Flash, I imagine. Yeah, they're they're adding little, little teasing little, that. Yeah, little sprinkles of that. Other than that, that was kind of a. Uh, uh, I mean, that was the one where uh, that one had some good slow mo bits in it because that was the one yeah. where Harrison steals uh, like four percent of uh, Barry's speed. Yeah. And uh, there was the bit where the car flips over and, like, the shattered glass is flying at Iris and Barry cannot get to it in time. Yeah, that sequence was actually pretty cool. I I, I, th- I thought that that was cool, although I was like, move, Iris. <laughs> and, and see... Like, Doc, do something. <laughs> Liza brought up that same thing, and my excuse was she probably had, like, two seconds to react. <laughs> That's true, yeah. But, I mean, if you see an explosion, it's usually human nature to at least, I don't Doc, know, yeah. guard your... Duck and cover. Yeah, guard your... Group. Protect your head. Yeah. Like, she just stood there, yeah. stunned. And she had that hilarious thing where she she did the, like, sexy walk-up in... Uh, and oh, she, yeah. she really looked like Skin Diamond in that, in that scene. Yeah, that struck a little close to home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, the last Ooh. episode we saw... Earth 2. Earth 2, they head in, so at the like end... Of, all that pertains. Yeah, at the end of that episode, they decide, like, Wells admits that he, uh, he he stole his speed to save his daughter, and they lock him in the pipeline, and then they realize, you know, well, we might have done the same thing. We've got to take the fight to Zoom, so we're heading to Earth 2. Yeah, we're sending you back, but we're going with you. Yeah, and, and when they go to Earth 2, you knew we were going to run into some doppelgangers, and we meet... Everyone. Yeah, we meet, yeah, we meet literally everyone. <laughs> Everyone, and it's awesome. Oh, God. Every single one of them is great. 
Can we talk for a second about every single one of them? Go right ahead. Yeah. Mayor Snart. Yeah, Mayor Snart was there. They had uh, Floyd fucking Lawton. Yeah, Floyd Lawton was there as a guy who can't put a gun together. It was like fumbling his bullets. He's called Bedshot ironically. Yeah. And he's like, hey, my accuracy has improved 2% and stuff. And he actually tries to shoot somebody and misses. Yeah, him. and he's like loading the revolver and drops all the bullets. <laughs> yeah, and it was like all, oh, jeez. Yeah, it was basically like, and he basically did the Pulp Fiction thing where he's like, die! Fires point blank at, uh, at uh, Cisco. <laughs> oh, God, I thought that was great. I, but, uh, yeah, we've got uh, Joe as a lounge singer. Yeah, Joe, Joe is a lounge singer who hates, who hates Barry Allen. And Barry's got Iris, who's the chief of police in this one. Yep. Um, I have Death a, Storm? They called him fucking Death Storm? Are you kidding Death me? Storm. Those magnificent sons of bitches? Death Storm and Killer Frost made their appearance in this. Yeah, because the thing about Death Storm is, the way the way they did Death Storm was, um, DC, and I think I've talked about this in the pod before, but DC, um, right before the height of Dark Knight, like when the Dark Knight came out, DC was that was uh, the recent version of them being at their peak movie wise, right? Like Dark Knight had them. Oh yeah, thick. Oh. it's the only movie where comic movie where anybody's ever won an Oscar for performance, right? Yeah. Now, unfortunately, the man had to die to do that. Sure. Yeah. You know, it, the point is where that's the world we live in now, and and was here, and my my Black Mercy world would would also still include Heath Ledger and probably three other movies, but um, so. <laughs> They were there, and because they were there, DC had the really good idea of um, why don't we reboot our universe? Because that way we can redo the characters. We'll have a bunch of number one issues. People who are, you well, know, because after like Blackest Night and stuff, we've kind of yeah. Fucked up. And, well, that was the thing. That was what led to Blackest Night, right? So they were like, well, if we're going to do that, if we're going to reboot and start <laughs> the new Fifty Two and start, let's ruin universe, the current universe. <laughs> let's go all out on this universe. And then Jeff Johns wrote, not care who we kill. Yeah, not care. And Jeff Johns wrote the Blackest Night, which is um, the Black Lantern rings show up and basically bring everyone who was ever dead. Attach attach a ring to anyone who was ever killed in the DC universe, which, as you know, is a, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them, and so we basically get the DC zombie apocalypse. And, yeah, we get the DC zombie apocalypse with so people that are dead are coming back as zombie land as zombie Black Lanterns, and one of them is Firestorm. Firestorm is dead, and when he gets the the uh, the ring attached to him, he comes back and he's got like this skull face, like. Uh, yeah. Like uh, a Johnny Blaze. Yeah, a little bit like Johnny Blaze, the Ghost Rider, except not lame. And he, <laughs> I was gonna say, but what shots fired. Shots fired. like a D-lister. <laughs> yeah, shots fired. But I don't care. But like that was the coolest Firestorm. One of the coolest. Not quite booster gold level. Maybe, but coolest Firestorm was of all time. And just so there, and but the flame was blue in the comic when he was death storm and it just oh god it looks so badass and since he was like a firestorm he was death storm and the flame was blue look cool and ghost rider sucks uh that's all i gotta say (laughs) anyway yeah so when they called him death storm i was just like oh good lord good (laughs) sons of bitches and then oh i see yeah and they had caitlin be uh because he was basically evil ronnie raymond right and then they had caitlin be killer frost and she did killer frost's patented kiss of death where she kissed yep. some dude and then throws his body with the kiss and then just now if I remember from sure. Most Wanted the Batman Superman comic this is one of like the four DC universe cold based villains oh god there's a bunch there's um because all I remember is like Mr Freeze Captain Cold 
Ice uh, Killer Frost and Icicle. Yeah, those are the four. There's might be one I'm forgetting, but there's also Ice, like there's Fire and Ice, right? Who are the, oh, that's right, yeah. The two female team who use... but those those are heroes though. Yeah, so they're heroes, but I'm <laughs> still, but yeah, Killer Frost <laughs> and there's like four or five Killer Frosts too, and Caitlin Snow is like I think the third one. Uh, don't quote. Just confirmed what I kind of had guessed from first second, which is if you have a uh, character whose last name is Snow in the first episode of something, they yes. are probably going to become something at some. Well, point. that new. I just thought, I thought they do it like um, they did with Cisco, where Cisco, because I completely forgot that. Because first off, they never called him Cisco in the comics; they always called him Francisco Ramon. Oh, and five is so terrible i would never remember him anyway <laughs> so when they were like he's got superpowers and now he's named this cisco's five. been killed on this series and can we and then now that brings us very naturally to earth to cisco yeah who is a goddamn amazing <laughs> yeah that was awesome and the best line the best line is, yeah he called himself uh reverb, reverb. And then they were like, I can, he, he does the thing where he's like, he puts his hand out, and he's like, I can teach you. And then yeah. our, our Earth One Cisco's like, are you trying to empire, empire moment? Yeah, he's like, are trying to, yeah, he's like, are you trying to empire me and Vader, or Vader me and empire right now? And I'm just like, yes. Oh, and he was like doing stuff where like he was like, like Death Storm and oh, just, <laughs> Killer Frost just kills him. They were afraid of him, and he's like, I will melt. He said something like, I will <laughs> render your central nervous system useless or something like yeah. that. And I was like, Jesus, that's pretty awesome. And then, uh, and, and like blast someone into like a bunch of crates. Oh God, some sonic and, waves. And there was that scene where... Um, like, okay, so cool. This confirms that apparently Ron and Raymond cannot exist in any universe for more than one episode before yeah. being killed off. And uh, what was it? Ronnie... Uh, uh, no, sorry. Uh, at one point, Barry Allen finds... Earth, Earth 1 Barry Allen finds Earth 2 Barry Allen. Oh, Jesus. Kidnaps him, knocks him out, and then bad, badly impersonates him. For the rest of the episode. For the rest of the episode. But there's the episode... But, like... Iris, they, he, he follows Iris home because they're married on Earth, too. And she goes, your mom called. And he goes, oh, man. And his mom's still alive in this one, which led to a, a pretty, like, touching scene where he calls his mom on the phone and talks to her, right? Can we talk about that phone first? <laughs> oh, the fact that the phone said he had the Justice League on speed dial? Yeah. <laughs> Why would that happen? He's not the Flash in this year. Oh, that's just, that's just, they're just watching that, like, throw that in there for all the, because maybe Bruce Wayne's not even a, Bruce Wayne's parents are probably still alive on Earth, too. He's probably just a, uh, yeah, maybe this is Flashpoint. <laughs> yeah, businessman that he knows, right? So, but it was just funny, but it, when it he goes like to Pal and Diana. Yeah, and... <laughs> Pal, Diana, Bruce was on there, so they, there was a nice little, uh, basically he had the Justice League on speed dial. And... Also, no buttons on that phone. It was a hotline. It was only yeah, speed dial. Yeah, <laughs> it was very reminiscent of uh, Adam West in the 1960s. Well, and that was the whole thing. And that's what, one of the reasons I loved Earth 2, because it was very, like, Art Deco-style, like animated series batman like it was that gotham well it, it yeah. was 1950s art deco central city yeah well with a hint everything of, was very jazz age with, yeah with a hint of metropolis though because it looked well, like a hint of it because it yeah. yeah i was gonna say because it had that sort of like we are very like outdated and stuff like that but also have like a a, a, a monorail and stuff like that like we've got our particle accelerator and we're more advanced in some ways than Earth One. Yeah. Oh, but meanwhile, you know, Barry's parents are on vacation in Atlantis. 
And and meanwhile, on Earth One, we got to see Jay Garrick show up for a couple seconds in the uh, in, a couple in the, seconds. Yeah, now it sucks because he he nearly lost to fucking Geo. Uh, oh, another like season. Geo Mancer. Geo Mancer, thank you, the guy who controls the Earth, which you know works if you're a Flash villain because it's like I control the ground you run upon, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but like he he did the helmet punch, <laughs> like the Sonic yep. helmet punch, which was great. And so I was like, well, that's a new one. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I was just, I was so upset when he got beat though because I was like, yeah, Jake Eric gets to be the hero with this one, and, then, and he's the pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, and then he didn't, but he did have the good line. He's like. What, he's like, are you hurt? He goes, just my pride and my, and body. my body, but mostly my pride. <laughs> Reminded me of when Homer was like, she's like, Dad, are you okay? Just my bones and my organs. <laughs> but like, they're trying so, to fix. So yeah, actually, I like that they're trying to fix Jay, and I suspect that they will, and he'll kind of be yeah. sent on his merry way back to Earth too when well, all I think this it's gonna is fixed. Take, I think it's but, gonna be the combined efforts of Barry Allen and Jay Garrick to bring down Professor Zoom. Yep, and then they'll send him on his merry way back to Earth too. Yeah. But I also suspect that velocity, whatever formulation of it we decide becomes permanent and non lethal yeah. to his user, mm-hmm. is how uh, Wally West is going to get his. <laughs> oh yeah, not bad, not bad. That's, that's my bad. guess. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, a good guess on 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 what will happen in the future of this particular show. Um, what did you make? Because the, the last scene we saw in The Flash was Zoom took Flash and threw him in his prison with yep. Jesse, but there was a third guy there banging on the glass in a mask. And oh. that guy's not there for no reason. So. No, yeah, I... I... Jeez, I don't know. Did, did, what do you what do you think? Like I, I didn't make I think it's it's I, I, I was thinking maybe it was I not remember that. <laughs> well, I was thinking maybe it was Ronnie. It might be like Earth One Ronnie for some reason. And, oh yeah, yeah. Because like they might think like, oh Ronnie's dead on Earth One, but he's not and, and Well and I've been kind of suspecting that Ronnie was gonna show up on Earth Two for a while now and that you yeah. know, because he kind of quote unquote died closing the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, easily be in Earth too. Yeah, yeah and, and that was my my suspicion, but uh, I kind of gave up on that when I knew that Earth Two Ronnie Raymond was going to be playing Death Star. I'm like, well, that's just how they're going to kind of get around that. He is dead, but he's back in this way instead. Well, you never know. But uh, you know what? It, it's still possible. Now, I has any of the Earth Two episode changed who you think Professor Zoom is going to end up being? No. When... Uh, the only suspicion is that, uh, because my, my number one guess was that it was Barry's dad. Yeah. Um, so you think so it's John Wesley ship on, on, I do. And the only thing that they, the only clue that they gave to that was that mom and dad were on vacation in Atlantis, but there's no reason zoom wouldn't be able to get back to central city and in, fuck up Ronnie Raymond in three seconds. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mine was, uh, I always thought it was Barry Allen. Yeah, and I thought that I was incorrect for a second. I say there's there's nothing definitive. <laughs> no, but there's yeah, there's nothing definitive. I, I can still hang my hat on. Uh, um, my wife is in the same boat as you. She thinks it's uh, John Wesley Ship, and he's gonna have to fight his. Uh... <laughs> Let's talk about this. What if it was Barry's mom? What if Professor Zoom was a female this whole time? Eh. <laughs> that'd be a fun little twist and then he's gotta I, beat his mom. <laughs> I, I, no, I don't see it. Although it, it certainly wouldn't. Uh, 
Barry Allen punching his mom in the face to try to beat her would certainly be a, a, a way to go. I a guess. departure from the series. Yeah, a very, very big departure from the series. <laughs> oh, boy. I actually have a couple more theories about uh, Cisco and his encounter with his Earth 2 counterpart uh, before we switch streams here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the very least, um, first of all, I just need to talk once again about how cool Earth 2 Cisco is. <laughs> Kind of stepped in the shadows with his eyes glowing with from those goggles, but I guarantee that Earth One Cisco, now that Earth Two Cisco has been killed in exactly the same way as Reverse Flash killed Cisco in season one, <laughs> um, that he picks up those goggles and now has a way to vibe in Earth Two, because <laughs> that was a kind of a plot point at the beginning of that yeah, episode. Yeah, that was a little weird. Because they did, they talked about how like it vibrates on two different frequencies, and I was like, "All right, we got to find a way to depower the guy who." Uh... Yeah, so I figured, yeah, okay, well, a, this is a stopgap. Like, They're yeah. gonna do this because it's gonna be something that they have to figure out over the course of this episode, right? Um, and that makes sense, but I mean, if he just swipes his goggles, like that's a built-in solution for that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that's that true. So like, maybe that's how. Got the same powers, and then possibly he can figure out other information about Earth 2 Cisco Reverb. There you go. He can figure out other information about Reverb as well, and possibly tap into some of those powers because uh, I, I. Season one made me like Cisco against all odds. Like, I, I've set out no, intent on not liking that character. And they made me like him, and he's only been getting better since. Well, it's insane to think about how when we first saw Caitlin and. Uh... Oh, Cisco it was on an episode of Arrow. Yeah, it was on an episode of Arrow, right? They uh, where, where Barry was still in a coma. Yeah, right. And uh, no, it wasn't even that. We're, we're, didn't somebody break into like Star Labs to try to steal something, and then Cisco shot him with the? Uh, it was Deathstroke. Deathstroke tried to break into break into Star Labs because he needed something in season two, and Cisco shot him with like one of their web, weapons that they had at. Uh, yeah, yeah, but they but they first showed up in an episode of Arrow, and it was before Barry was the Flash. <laughs> oh, okay, must must. Because because this goes like because they had a conversation with Felicity, you know, like how's Barry? You know, like how he's still in a coma. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Uh, that's a good. Uh, that was real weird. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to segue into the third of the four shows we'll be talking about today. As we get back to Arrow, when we last left the Green Arrow. Yep, it was a fun little Christmas episode where everyone got engaged and everything. Everyone lived happily ever after <laughs> until they all got until shot. Until they didn't, they got shot. So we come back and I got shot. <laughs> nice. Anytime you can slip a Boondocks reference in, I love it. I got shot. <laughs> the uh, so we get back and Felicity, who I've been saying for a while now, I was wondering if they were gonna do to evolve or die. <laughs> yeah, well, I was. Uh, no, I wasn't saying that. I was saying I was wondering if they were going to give her the full-on push into being Oracle because she was oh, basically. Yeah, I, I was saying that. I was saying I was sick of Felicity and something needed to change about her to make her interesting again. Yeah, and here we are. And when they, they, I mean, they started calling her Overwatch, which I was like, I didn't quite get that. I guess they didn't want to. Although they acknowledged that. Uh... They, they acknowledged it. It was yeah. it was the same thought I had because I'm like, they're just going full Oracle with Felicity here because they can do that. Yeah, I was, I was saying why... I'd be, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, like, if they called her Oracle, I wasn't good, because she's basically been Oracle this whole time. And I was like, I, I remember thinking, if they're going to call her Oracle, I'm yep. going to be fine. And then he said, you know, we, we called her Overwatch, and then said, I was going to call you Oracle, but it's taken. That at least acknowledges that Batman exists 
in this world, right? Like, that was the first time they ever really... Which is funny, because they've already acknowledged on The Flash that Batman is a comic. <laughs> yeah, they kind of have, right? Like, so they kind of play, uh, you know, half yeah. a one. Two they're a little loose. They're loose with the rules. They're loose with the rules, but we... They, they are, and I mean, they kind of have to be, especially now that they're kind of going into uh, cross-network transition sort of situations. Yeah, so... When we it's come funny, back... actually, to, to, to come back to that quickly. Yeah. Um, that was something that I thought was unprecedented. Turns out that it's happened once before. There have been crossovers on two different networks before, and it was Buffy and Angel. Yeah, 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 that's true. That is true. That was what? The original WB and... That was yeah, that was WB before it was and CW Fox, right? and Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the original WB. And here we are, the CW, the original, which used to be the original WB. So Exactly. Back at it again. Back at it again. Making CBS. Movies. Love it. Um, so we come back and we meet, or we don't meet, but we get Lonnie Macon back for the second time as Anarchy. And he's wearing a That's right. sort of Anarchy mask. I did, What did you think of the mask? I didn't really like it. Uh, I forgot about I that. Mean, I mean, I, I half liked it because it was super creepy. But, oh, it was super creepy, don't get me yeah. wrong. It, it was halfway between uh, Hannibal Lecter and... Uh, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, but which is kind of what... Well, because you ever see the dance troupe, the uh, the Jabberwockies? Jabberwockies? Yeah, who, who wear those the, the, the full-on white masks. Yep, thanks, Mario Lopez. Yeah, Lonnie, Lonnie Macon wears that with, like, a red hoodie and backpack in the comics and sometimes like he wears like a big cloak but basically the symbol of anarchy classic is, hoodie is that is that white mask and yeah i don't know why they just didn't go into the full-on white mask maybe the guy wanted more screen time but they're doing this weird thing with anarchy because anarchy's never been like a vindictive i'm gonna kill you and your family guy for fucking me over he was always he was anarchy he's an anarchist yeah. right he's like i'm gonna break destroy the, he's the unabomber right he's yeah gonna, yeah he's the unabomber he's fight yeah. club <laughs> he, exactly he's like i'm gonna destroy these these corporate you know break down these corporate you know these monuments to consumerism and yeah. stuff like that right hashtag power to the people <laughs> exactly and that that was always his his thing right he's an anarchist that that was the and but he was always cool because he was able to sometimes stay one step ahead of batman and yeah, they're doing this weird thing with him where he's basically—it's like half anarchy, half the Joker. Where he's—he's, yeah. he's, you know, like messing kind with of people. a lunatic. Yeah, he's a lunatic, and he's killing, kidnapping children and stuff. Yeah, well, naming, I did naming people. Yeah, I did kind of like the scene. Though this episode, it was kind of bad, but I did like um, the scene where Dark and his family in the limo, where, yeah. his, where his wife—you find out his wife and his family are clearly in on the. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing, which makes sense because, you know, your wife would know if you were a leader of a <laughs> terrorist organization. Um, and, and had been for infinity years. Yeah, for a legend. If you're watching Legends of Tomorrow, at least uh, at least 50, 50 years. years. <laughs> so uh, here we are. Uh, so we segue off that into an episode called AWOL, and we meet the Shadow Spire, which have always been a, uh, a DC Comics military supply group cartel right, type right. thing that yeah, Deathstroke was, was backstory. Yeah. Deathstroke was all in the comic books. He would work for them and he would fight them constantly as, you know, uh, mer mercenaries. As, yeah. Mercenaries tend to do basically he would fight them if he was getting paid to, and he would work for them if he was getting paid to. That's how he rolled. Depends but, on what week it was. <laughs> but Amanda Waller got shot in the head in this fucking episode, Miller. Yeah. I'm not sure what about the that. What the fuck was that? 
Okay, you know what? Amanda Waller got shot in the head this episode. Do we buy for a second that she's actually dead? No, I never buy anything. Because A, I don't think the wall can be killed. No. Certainly not by conventional weapons. Certainly like, not. But I just, like... I just, Am I in denial here? No, I, maybe we're in denial, but I just... There's no way the wall is dead. There's Listen, just, I deny that I'm in denial. Yeah, but I, I'm... I refuse fun. to believe that she goes down like that. Yeah, there's no way the wall would go down just getting shot in the head. That's all. And if I... Some scrub, too, that they introduced in that episode. There's just no way that, that the, that's how the wall dies. But... Yeah, the no, and I'm calling it now because they do it every season, but I am waiting for the Suicide Squad episode of this season. Yeah, yeah. And to bring her back from the dead. So, yeah, you think so? <laughs> One way or another. Maybe. Suicide Squad, your mission is to, I don't know, well, they capture must... a Lazarus pit, capture John Constantine. I don't yeah. care. Bring so... Amanda Waller back. <laughs> well, they, they were looking for the thing called the Rubicon. We still don't know what the Rubicon does, and we assume the, yeah. we assume the Rubicon that is now in the being housed by Argus is the thing that uh, Ryder is looking for in the flashbacks, right? Yeah. And we know it's something magical, so maybe it has some sort of magical life-giving powers that they'll use to give Waller bring Waller back from the dead or something. I don't know, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember like the historical significance of the Rubicon because the Rubicon is a river in like Greece. I want to say. Yeah, I think that's just a fancy name for. Or to say you're crossing the Rubicon is to say like crossing a point of no return or something like that. Yeah. So who knows? And yeah, we we have had John Constantine bring somebody back from the dead. So well, sure, but I mean, I'm I'm trying to pay attention to these like fancy code word names because usually they mean something. And yeah. if I can quickly jump all the way back to Supergirl and they're talking about their project Myriad mm -hmm. um, I fully suspect because Myriad literally means 10,000 yeah. and it's typically referred to as like a Roman group of soldiers like 100 groups of 100 soldiers 100 groups of centurions Yes. Um, so I suspect that their plan is basically to release other prisoners from the Phantom Zone to conquer Earth. <laughs> that, yeah, that was another thing. They really abandoned that. One of the things that helped Supergirl get off its uh, snide that it started in the first like five or six episodes was they really abandoned. Oh that. yeah, the uh, alien of the week. <laughs> yeah, the alien, the bad guy of the week, prison ship thing that like you know what good yeah i kind of because yeah. they I were cribbing kind of hard thing. from like flash in that way in my yeah. opinion but where it's like been... oh so the same thing that gave me my powers and brought me to this place mm -hmm. also did all this evil shit and now i have to deal with it like it's all very oh this is also caused by the particle accelerator explosion I don't know. I was like i was okay with it they, they were doing bad guy of the week it's just man they were not finding anybody well, that's just it, right? Yeah. <laughs> because who's going to be in the Phantom Zone? Like, we have our Zod equivalent of Astra and her folk, and that's good enough. Parasite or something. I don't know. And, and I, I still hold out hope for a Parasite episode, because I guarantee they haven't given up the premise entirely. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, they could do real uh, Parasite, where, you know, the guy gets the chemical, the classic comic book thing. Well, and, and either way, I expect they will, because that's a lesser-known Superman villain. Mm-hmm. And they have proven that they're not above just stealing, I mean, for better or worse. And I've certainly been enjoying it, don't get me wrong. But they're more or less ripping off Superman storylines. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird how quickly they abandoned that. They were like, okay, here's our premise. We're going to go bad guy of the week and we'll slowly sprinkle in a, 
a, a larger story, much like if if they had to yeah. abandon that to make episodes good again, then yeah. awesome. Which, I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm they, the the direction they're taking Supergirl right now, keep doing that. Yes, please. So, yeah. So meanwhile, back to Arrow. Yep. Right after that, Roy Harper. Back, back in, in the mix. Back in Star City, back in the mix with a brand new. By movie. the way, that yeah. reveal, I don't know if I'm just used to seeing his frame in a costume jumping off of rooftops, but I I I call that was big was well also because it was like Oliver was running him down as Oliver. And it was yeah. like, What are you doing, you idiot? <laughs> like what are you yeah. gonna catch him and be like Surprise, it's me. this city. The, the mayor <laughs> incumbent. Yeah, exactly, right? And like, Oliver Queen, why are you talking like that? You didn't think this through. Oh, it's a good thing it's someone I know. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was Roy Harper, right? And, and it was just like, all right, but he's back. And then we find out that he's being controlled by the calculator, the fucking calculator. And I couldn't believe I never saw this coming because in the comic book, the calculator is... Uh, he, he was saying it's like a, a nemesis to uh, Oracle. Yeah, he's he's the, the because the only thing that I know the calculator from previously to this because I'm not a big comic reader was uh, the DC Universe Online MMO, where basically if you played as a hero character, you were given your missions by Oracle and occasionally had input depending on your backstory as a character from Batman, Wonder Woman, or Superman. Um, but as a villain, you were given your missions by the calculator, um, oh, okay. and were given extra information depending on your origins, either from the Joker, Circe, or Luthor. Oh, that's fun. Uh, like, do you, how much? That was not a bad game, actually, and since it's been free to play, I heard yeah. it's really good. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Um, did, how much of Teen Titans did you watch? Like, the, the, the animated series? Uh, not a ton. Enough that I had some good backstory on Slade before we went in. Okay. Um, so, but that's about it. And, like, I know who, like, Mad Mod is and some general, like, Cyborg and Raven type stuff that yeah. I didn't really have context, context the, for beforehand. The opposite, uh, dudes that worked for Hive, um, and there were the three. There was Mammoth, Jinx, and Gizmo. And Gizmo yep. was, like, the type. Do you remember them? Yeah, I do, yeah. Those three were a part of a, a group called the Fearsome Five. And ca I can't remember who the fifth member was, but Calculator was like their leader. And they would constantly fight the Teen Titans, the Birds of Prey and stuff. But eventually they they, they would fight the Outsiders, you know, like uh, Katana and all those guys. And Calculator was their Luthor, where he was like the genius level computer scientist guy that yeah, yeah. Yeah, came up with all their, their bad guy plans and stuff. And eventually the, the really good calculator stuff is during birds of prey uh, arc where he's obsessed with Oracle and the huntress and black canary, the original three of the, of the, of the birds of prey, but he keeps getting beat by Oracle, right? Cause Oracle's trained by the Batman. And when you're trained by the Batman, you're automatically better than everybody who is not Batman. That's just how <laughs> it works. And the Oracle would constantly... Leg up. <laughs> yeah, the... the, the uh, leg up. I see what you did there. <laughs> up, up. Okay. All right. <laughs> that was an accident. And uh, so she... The Fuck. Oracle constantly beat Calculator in, yep. uh, in, in bat, and he just became obsessed with Oracle. So when they did this thing 
where it was like he's the counter. Where Felicity more or less became the Oracle. Yeah, and we're You're like it's only a matter of time. Yeah, we're doing this thing where Felicity is basically the Oracle, even though they call her Overwatch or whatever, but she is the Oracle in in this Green Arrow Berlantiverse. Yeah. And to have the calculator, I was like, when they were like, he named himself the calculator. I was like, Pierce, Pierce, you idiot! Like, how did you not? You should have known. You should have seen this coming. I was just, oh, I'm so stupid. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm watching the same episode, knowing very little about the calculator other than what I know that he is basically the equal and opposite to the Oracle. And I'm like, I guarantee that's Felicity's dad. Yeah, I, I, I didn't because I, I, I was so upset and my myself that I didn't piece it together until he was sitting in the crowd for her like little demonstration, and he turned to Oliver and was like, "Oh, she's great, isn't she?" And then he was like, yeah. "Oh yeah." I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, that that was when I pieced together." Oh yeah, like 45 seconds before they reveal yeah, it, like, you're like, "Oh no." Yeah, like 45 seconds before the reveal, everybody else and watching that episode figured it out pretty much right away. <laughs> but they saw him sitting in the room, they were like, "That's gonna be her dad." But me, I was like, calculating. God damn it. How did I not see it coming? I was, so, I was so ashamed of myself. But I'm like, it's too good. And then, oh, man. It was really good. And then we got to see uh, uh, the return of Katana in that episode. This episode. Yeah, was that was a dense episode. Yeah, it was a double dip, man. I liked it. Anytime... Because it was an episode where Roy Harper returns. Yeah. Lusty's dad shows up as the calculator, who's the villain of that week. Yeah. Nissa's breaking out of prison. Yep. Uh, and and uh, also Nissa fights Katana yep. for some magic cure that we've all heard of. Mm-hmm. While Thea is dying of her bloodlust, basically. It's like, wow, there's like five stories happening in this I episode. Like it. it was good. And they did it well. They they really it flowed really well in that episode. Like it wasn't it like it surprised them more than well, I'm not going to say super well, but better than it should have, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it, 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 the episode, like, it had great, good flow to it, even though they were doing a, a, a lot more stuff to it. So then we get to the last episode that we've seen this so far. Yeah, new episodes. Week, for, yep, yeah, yep. Thursday this week, this past week episodes, where Nyssa makes her play for the League of Shadows. Because, of course, she does. Well, I guess why? That's what she always does. Well, in the comics, that's what she always does. Because she, she runs the... Comic. Oh, is she an actual character? <laughs> oh, yeah. she Well, she was created in the New 52. Oh, I assumed that she was made up for this. And she actually made it into... Uh, I thought that she was a Talia stand-in. No. Uh, well, Nissa didn't exist until... I'm fairly certain she was created in the New 52. But her thing is, she hates Raish and wants to take down... It wants to take him down, right? Yeah. Yeah, she was created in 03, according to... So not so right before the new 52 kind of kicked off. Okay. And uh, she always wants to take down Raish because she you know, she realizes... She's basically reversed Talia, right? And then okay. she takes yeah, half, half or a small section or something of the League of Shadows who believe Raish has uh, lost his way. A separatist cell. Yeah, and they're yeah, they're basically the set. They're that's literally what they are. They're separatists, and they're trying to take down the uh, or rebellious or what do you call them? Uh, no, I'll say separatists. Because yeah, they were separatists and loyalists, right? Yeah, they have the same training as the League of Assassins, but yeah, they are, actually they have did completely it. different as, uh, designs. Yeah, they actually did it in. Uh, there was a DLC for Arkham uh, Arkham Knight. Where Nissa showed up. Yeah, there was a DLC where uh, I never played that game as discussed I, previously. <laughs> it was really good, but there's a DLC where, and spoiler alert if you haven't played this, but there's a, there's a D, uh, after you beat the main game, you get the DLC, and uh, there's a bit where you get four missions: one where you fight Killer Croc, one where you fight uh, Mad Hatter, one where you help Mister Freeze, and the other where you decide what to do with the 
the League of Shadows, and what happens is Raish is dying, and you have to decide whether to keep him alive or turn oh, him over to Nyssa. And the Batman move is Bat- that's a Mass Effect shit. Yeah, but and and <laughs> Batman, the, the the they technically give you a. Uh, uh, they give you an option, but there's really only one answer. What? Because it literally says kill Raish or save Raish, and we all know what Batman would do. Yeah, he, he would save Raish. And it, when you say like, and I played both because I want to see what happens both ways. And what happens is it's actually really cool. If you save Raish and give him the shot of the Lazarus Pit, yeah, he comes back to life and kills Nissa. And then Batman is like holding Nissa and realized, and it's yet another one where he's like great i've killed another one because of my yeah you know my batman jackassery of not, of <laughs> i guess there's no take, winning when it comes to the league of assassins yeah of, of doing <laughs> and that. i refuse to kill yeah the other one is if you uh, race is being kept alive by this machine right it's basically like a iron st- steampunky iron lung dialysis machine type thing okay. and batman breaks it if you choose to kill race which again batman would never do so there's that's a hell of a way to kill someone yeah so and then he takes race to and then agrees to turn the to take over control of the league because he doesn't oh nissa and then he like takes race and he puts race in jail and then race's last words are he goes proud of you detective and it's like oh god <laughs> right. oh no i feel so dirty yeah i know it's like no this isn't how it's supposed to go down no, right? it's like, yeah this is like oh god i don't but i had to play both sides because i'm a completionist but i did the real one first i'm like well i know what batman would do and like batman would say race that's what he would do and as a result nissa dies but so that's basically what they're doing here where nissa is attempting to force oliver's hand into killing malcolm merlin Marvel. In order to uh, gain, Batman. yeah, in order to gain control of the league, and it eventually leads to uh, him cutting off uh, Malcolm Merlin's hand and just taking the ring. And I was like, well, because I remember, like, as he was holding a thing, holding the sword, I was like, just cut off his hand and take the ring. That's just as good, right? If you don't want to kill him, I guess. Although it doesn't make sense because if you're the like, oh, if you're the, oh. if you're on Malcolm Merlin's side in this cult, you're just like, yeah, just because you took the ring doesn't mean you're like, it doesn't make the ring doesn't make you the demon's head. Like, what if the ring accidentally slipped off his hand and then I picked it up and put it on? The assassins aren't gonna like be like, this guy is now the demon's head, right? <laughs> like that's not supposed to be how this works, but apparently it is. And then. Uh, he ends up giving that. I mean, it's yeah, more or less a cult. I guess, but I mean, he ends up giving uh, Nissa the ring, and then she melts the ring and disbands the league. I guess. By the way, that was gratifying. Why so? Because you hate Malcolm Merlin, and you're like, no, because I didn't want Rachel. to see a third Rachel Ghoul in this series. That's true. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> like, please, like, don't let Nissa be fucking Ra's al Ghul now. Just, yeah. just stop this, please. I was getting real sick of like John Berman's great, but I was getting real sick of his like. Yeah. Smug ass. Possibly having He's like, like oh, I'm Al Ghul. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, it's like, who are you? You're not Al Ghul. Get out of here. <laughs> like, uh, don't. Yeah, exactly. That's just it. Don't get me wrong. I like, uh, I like John Barrowman. I yeah. don't like Malcolm Earl. <laughs> oh no, it's 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 a it's a terrible, not a terrible character, but he's he's really the. Uh, He's just a prick. You don't like him at any point. <laughs> no, no, and that's the way the character's supposed to be, though, which is which is good, but like. But we do get the thing where he tells Damien Dark about because he's Rachel Ghoul, so he knows about he, he you know he has the the entropy. Yes, he has everything. Yeah, he did have everything. The syndicate, so he knows every bit of information. So he knows that Oliver has a secret uh, 
Seriously. baby mama in uh, Central City. Yep. And gives Damien Dark that information. At the, yep. The episode. And suddenly there's a whole new list of contenders for who's in that grave plot. <laughs> Not even just who's in the grave plot, but we know that this was the other twist. Was we've always believed that uh, he tells uh, Barry, I've made my choice. I'm going to kill that son of a bitch. And then he gets in the... Uh, he gets in the uh, freaking uh, the limo with uh, Felicity. Felicity, and Felicity yep. goes, "You've got to kill that son of a bitch. Yeah, you've got right? to kill him." Yeah, and all, and we all, we were always led to believe that it was Damian Dark. It could easily be Malcolm, and now it could easily be Malcolm. So now we don't know who A, who's in the grave, or B, who they're talking about. But so we we don't know A, who is in the grave, or B, who put that person, said person, in the grave. Yep. This and I thought confuses that, uh, the yeah. issue even more, and that's a masterstroke. <laughs> yeah, loved it. Absolutely loved it. And have you noticed that there is a man who is one of the producers? I think it's a man on the arrow, and his name is Speedweed. I did not notice that. You have not noticed that? There's a guy, obviously, it's some sort of. I rarely watch the credits. This was not right. this person's given name, but anytime, next time you're watching the credits for the arrow, there is a guy, I, I, I assume it's a man. But there's a guy whose name it'll say at some point it'll say executive producer Speedweed. Oh, okay. I can't can't make that. So shit. the only other name I know from all all four of these shows is uh, Blake Neely, who does the sound design. Mm-hmm. What else and, does he do? Uh, the, the music that's good. Like the, he's on like you know Arrow and Flash and Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, he's one of those music guys. One of the composers, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because like on the CBS, it's completely different than it is on the CW. Yeah, it's distracting at times, but you know it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I just I, <laughs> there is someone on this earth walking this earth named Speedweed, and it's it it, <laughs> it takes me out of it every time. Like this, like air will open up, and then all of a sudden it'll say executive producer Speedweed, and I'm like, was oh. that there was the, there was the joke on a short pack that was uh, big back in like 2003 or something like that. That was like. Uh, the person who worked on Transformers, whose name was like Greg Killmaster or something like that. Oh my god! <laughs> like that's our given. That's our Christian name. My god! It's like Ooh. so. Uh, we got a debut show. I mean, we talked about it a little bit on on one of our previous pods. We but... do, but all we had was a pilot. Yeah, all we had was a pilot. We now got four full on episodes, episodes of the fourth entry, if you technically count Supergirl, into the Berlanti verse. Of Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, we, we we talked a little bit. I mean, we can get back into the the uh, just in case nobody heard us talk about the pilot, but we we, we basically only talked about the pilot. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about it again. Only briefly. So we talked about it in abstract anyway. Yeah, but explaining away when we talked about we talked about how explaining away why the, like the big part of this show is if you're gonna go if Rip Hunter is gonna put together a time traveling team. Of superheroes to save the universe. To save the universe, you have to wonder: a) why those like eight guys or whatever it was, yeah, and b) why wouldn't you get Flash, Batman, Wonder Woman, yeah. <laughs> turn, you know, right? And they did a great job of explaining that. A way of Rip Hunter says, 
he tells him, you guys are legends. the timeline. Yeah, and then he basically says, actually, I lied to you. You're not legends. You're insignificant, which is why I brought you, because if you die, it doesn't yeah. affect the timeline. Because no matter what you do, it's not going to affect the timeline. Yeah, and it was... Like, At best, you can save the world. Yeah, and it was it was like, oh... At worst, you can yeah. do nothing. And I was like, okay, you, you, went, you, you at least explained it, and I'll buy that. I was like, okay. I'm like, I, I enjoy that explanation as to why you didn't go and get... You know, because I mean, the big move is obviously he'll be like, Rip Hunter be like, you know what? I'll just go back and get Batman. He'll tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> then, you've heard of him. He was the world's greatest detective circa 1950 yeah, to 2000. Constantly, right? So yeah, he was the world's greatest detective until this guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck, now I forgot his name. Third Robin. Fuck. Oh, Jason, Jason Todd. That's no, sorry. No, no, Jason, Jason Todd's Todd. the second round. Uh, Tim, Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Fuck, I forgot his name. Yeah. World's greatest detective until this guy came along. Yeah. The Red Robin. And uh, yeah, the fact that they made Kronos, even though he's like some weird bounty hunter Boba Fett version of. Uh, you know what? Awesome. Kronos. But yeah, I'm okay with it because you don't want like time traveling. And, and they gave me the a real leaf, right? <laughs> they stopped me in my tracks when in in the fourth episode. We're jumping ahead here, but yeah. in the fourth episode, it's like, oh, you killed Kronos. I'm like, fuck, no, he didn't. Yeah, Don't let Kronos go out like. That. No, 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 he's not dead. He, he, no, he's not. He's not. That was a lot. And even if he was, again, you could do stuff because we'll get into it. But another character is killed, and there's a uh, that I, I yeah, just, By the way, I after the first episode, I called three things that would happen in the first four episodes of that show yeah and two of them came to pass in the very next episode which were i called that carter hall would die to provide motivation to literally everyone else Mm -hmm. um and that was actually very good because that guy did yes sucked oh my god i don't know like i thought dominic purcell was a bad actor (laughs) yeah well dominic purcell is is obviously wailing on the drum but like, I mean, he—he's at least—he's great so far. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Like Dominic Purcell, he's really and, getting it together in this area. Yeah, he's wailing on the drum though. But that Carter Hall guy, Jesus! Like, <laughs> I mean, they're not asking Dominic Purcell to do anything other than be silly. And no, yeah, okay. and, and he's pulling it off. Which brings to my next point, but we'll get to the other things that I've called. The other thing that I called that have apps that has come true so far was that we would run into young Martin Stein. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. But like, and that was a fun episode. Yeah, that dude playing who 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 played Carter Hall. Because first off, I'm not a big Hawk guy. Hawk, like Hawkman and Hawk Girl are not my. Whether he's a reincarnated Egyptian priest or a Thanagarian yeah. police officer from, outer, from beyond the stars. <laughs> yeah, from outer space. I, I've that's never been my my. TP. <laughs> yeah, that's never been my jam in uh, in, in DC. <laughs> my one true parent. <laughs> so, like, w- when they were given those two, like, tons of screen time, and especially oh, yeah. that guy. And they're, like, had... vaguely romantic, vaguely fighting each other. Oh, who had to drive the show, and he was terrible. And I was just, like, I was doing the, like... <laughs> He's expected to bring the gravitas of these scenes. Yeah, and it was... Just... But I was doing the, the Wayne's World 2 thing, where it's, like, is this the best we can get? I mean, I realize it's a small part, but I mean, we can do better than this, right? <laughs> are you, I was like, are you kidding me? You can't find another, like, there isn't another chiseled white guy <laughs> that can at least deliver a line. Like, There's one thing I've me? learned about American television. There's always another chiseled white guy. Exactly, right? I mean, it's not like we have a shortage on chiseled white guys that want to be in these shows, right? <laughs> Perhaps too many white guys. Guy 
who could deliver a line. That guy was so when when Vandal Savage in the second episode stabbed that guy in the heart, I was like, yes, yes, Vandal. Speaking of which, Casper Crump or whatever that guy's name is, he's wailing on the drum pretty damn hard. Dude, you know what? Oh, I love him. <laughs> yeah. I love him so much. I, 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 I'm just. <sighs> That's a great beard. I really he's, wish he's I had a good acting. He looks amazing. Yeah. I really wish I had his whatever, um, uh, like widow's peaks like back. Well, he just, <laughs> not that, but like whatever the, the guy who has, uh, the guy who's playing Maxwell Lord with his weird mullet, he needs, Oh yeah. He needs the, the makeup and hair team that, the legends <laughs> that, that's on the CW. Cause that beard is on point. My Lord. Like I wish I need my beard looking like that. Like that, that is just fantastic stuff on that show. And yeah, so it's like the, the, they do the second episode where they go back and do, uh, well, I guess it's technically like the first three episodes are in 75. Yeah. And, but the, the, the second episode um, is technically called, I think it's called like pilot part two. So oh, pilot it? was technically two hours and then they just split it into two episodes. All right. And, uh, they go back in time to when we mentioned it earlier. They were selling a uh, a nuclear warhead, and Damian Dark was there, which was a nice little uh, nod. Yeah, nice little nod. And then <laughs> they they add this little caveat of the only the only way they have to kill Vandal Savage right now is they they have this ancient dagger that was originally belonged to uh, Ken yeah, Sonny. Shaira. Shaira. <laughs> Yeah, Shaira, and this ancient dagger is the only thing that can, if, if driven through the heart of Vandal Savage, can kill him. And they managed to do it, but Carter Hall is the one who drives the blade, and Vandal Savage pulls it out and says, It's gotta be Shaira. Yeah, Shaira's gotta be the one to wield the blade. It was her blade, and the gift was to her. And I was like, boy, that's flimsy right? yeah. like oh no i was like okay i'm like that's all right i'll go with it but shit's flimsy on that one okay i was like magic dagger that can only be wielded by one person oh, oh okay but i was like a savage though right yeah i'll go with it though very few things can kill him that's true i'll go with it uh man though that that was a little silly yeah we got to meet young uh professor stein in which was fun I, professor stein is probably one of my if not absolutely i mean victor garber mm-hmm. killing yeah. it on all of these shows oh yeah he's great i forgot that he was in an episode of 30 rock oh yeah yeah he was the uh the, the wool the, the the wool representative or whatever right yeah jenna like like season five or six. yeah yeah jenna was trying to get a uh, spots. Oh, and he's great. <laughs> he was like very wool. He kept saying it was like brilliant. Oh god, he's good. More of him, please. And uh, oh, what happened in the third episode? Third episode was the uh, one where they're breaking into the bank. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, and they they stole the uh, which was the good uh, which was the decent Sarah scene. That was an episode where you could tell that they were they were shooting everybody on separate days. Because, oh yeah 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 because that was it was the one where um there was like the a team who went on a team there was the uh a squad who kind of went in to run the bank situation yeah they um, stole the, the emerald or whatever right was that that episode where where he uh no yeah no so there was there was there was um snart and uh jacks and uh heatwave yeah mick who went uh to central city on like the shuttle to basically try to save Snarf's childhood. Yeah, that was it, right? They stole the emerald that his dad. They stole to the steal. emerald that his that his dad was yep. trying to steal. 
Michael Ironside, so they actually did like previously on Legends of Tomorrow, and it showed like the scenes from Flash where it was Michael Ironside yeah. as a uh, Snart Senior, whose first mm-hmm. name I forget. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that, but still awesome. And uh, yeah, they did one. Uh, and the, uh, there were there were three squads. The, the, the other squad was a uh, Rip and uh, Sarah who were trying to like con their way through the bank situation to figure out what uh, Vandal Savage's financials were. Yeah, and then, we uh, and then there was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun. And then there was That's Stein so and um, Palmer who were trying to operate on Kendra. Yes, yeah, and he had to, they did the Fantastic Voyage thing where he went into her, he shrunk down and went inside of her body to save her. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, which actually brings me to, um, well, you know what? Let's talk about the fourth episode before we get to that. <laughs> now you, you can go ahead and make your point. I mean, so uh, there were a few things, like I said previously, that I definitely called about this series. There were a few things that have happened so far that I never could have called. <laughs> okay, such as if you would have told me that the character on this show that would be a cowboy just you know, doing whatever he felt like at any given moment and just fucking everything up. I could never have called it. It would be Martin Stein. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's, he's flying by the seat of his pants. So if, you, one, if, yeah. if, if you would have told me that there was one character on this show that always had the plan down and would always do exactly what was necessary to kind of save the day, I never could have called it. It was fucking Leonard Snark. <laughs> yeah, Captain Cold making... And he, honestly, this show would be... This is his show. Yes. Yeah, this they need to put show. this show on him, I think. As, as they have so far. Yeah, well, a little bit. I mean, because the stuff they did with him and, and when they went back in time to meet the White Queen, Valentina oh, yeah, Volstock. Younger self. And yeah. Everything he did with Volstock, yeah, that was fantastic. That was all brilliant. And he does the thing where, where he's like, he's building a bomb, and she goes, I know, because she's bad, Bella. She's bad. She's the White Queen. Uh and if but, you would have told me that Ray Palmer was going to have a crisis of confidence in every episode so far. I mean, we because we met Valentina Volstock, that might mean we end up meeting... Uh, Say that, is that a name that means something? Yeah, she's the White Queen. Oh. She she uh, used to be in the... Uh, she's in, in the comic book, she's called the Negative Woman. But she is part of the, uh, the group known as Checkmate. Because, you know, they're all... Oh. Which, which is why he had, yeah. that, he had that line where she goes, I'm not used to being a damsel in distress with that real right, 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 accent. Yeah. And then he goes, that's good, because I'm not interested in being anyone's white, white knight. knight. Yeah, because they're all uh, named after chess pieces and stuff like that, right? And she's the white queen. Yeah, that sounds familiar. And uh, she basically, it was basically Russia's version of uh, Argus, essentially. But like, So she's basically uh-huh. kind of like the Amanda Waller of Russia in, in that. And they fought the Doom Patrol constantly, which is where, uh, you know, uh, uh, Beast Boy, the, the Beast Boy character originated and stuff like that. So there's a chance we meet other members of Checkmate as we go, and hmm. uh, maybe Count. That's well, I probably not Count Vertigo because they did all the Count Vertigo stuff in uh, Arrow. But you know, there's there, there's some some really good uh, really good stuff there with that uh, that time travel and and and. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. That's interesting. Oh yeah, it's absolutely a thing. Because like the second they said Valentina Volstock and they tried to trust her, I'm like, don't trust her. Don't trust her. <laughs> like, don't trust her. She's got beast on lips. Yeah, <laughs> you know she's just in there to be sexy and also a villain. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, she did. So, what's your grade so far on? We'll we'll, we'll just grade uh, Legends of Tomorrow since that's the new uh, new kid on the block. 
with, going backwards through the ones we've talked about now? Four. No, no, no. Just just give me your grade for Legends of Tomorrow. We, we're not going to go through all four. Mm. Because I think we've already established that we're loving Supergirl right now, and Flash is still the best I, thing going, and yeah, Arrow's uh, making good moves. I'll, I'll give Legends of Tomorrow a B plus so far in that yeah, I, I like what it potentially represents. And and having looked briefly at their IMDb page, I know things that are coming, and I am super excited for more of it every week. That said, um, you know, we went to business school, both of us. We took both operational behavior. Um, yep. We know what this is called. Anytime a group forms, mm-hmm. they have forming, they have storming which is where things go wrong mm-hmm. they have norming where they get back to normal level and they get performing where they start working together as a team mm-hmm. and so far everything on legends tomorrow from what i imagine as like a probably 13 episode run uh they're four episodes in and nothing has gone to plan and i am waiting to see why we like these characters at all i'm waiting for that moment That's i true. hope that it comes at the second part of this two-part that we now find ourselves in yes and i expect that it will Mm-hmm. Um, but until it does, I'm I'm skeptical. I, I really hope that it's good, and I expect that it will be good. But in the meantime, I am kind of torn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, the, it's throwing me for a loop. I can't. I can't. Like I've guessed a couple things that are going to happen, but I can't foresee what's going to happen from now on. <laughs> or based on the titles of a couple episodes Ooh. in the future, and if if you don't want spoiler alerts or you don't want like to hear speculation. Uh, We'll see you next week. You can turn this off now. There's not going to be much yeah, after I'll, this. I'll name a couple things that I've noticed from the IMDb yeah. page. I don't know what's happening in specific episodes, but... Well, just based on... Uh, there's an episode coming up soon that's called Star City 2046, which I'm pretty damn excited for. So that means we're, we could... <laughs> I mean, just from the title alone. <laughs> just from the title. Oh, yeah, because that means we're going to get either... We're going to put some makeup on Stephen Amell and make him like old, bald, Bruce dark, Wayne, old dark, Bruce yeah. Wayne style. Yeah. Green Dark Knight Returns type Green Arrow. Maybe he's missing an arm like, like they did in the Dark Knight Returns storyline. Or you could get uh, his son is much like in the comic when Connor grew up, like when Green Arrow's son Connor grew up to be the Green Arrow. Maybe his son William has taken up the mantle, which would be that, uh, remember when, flash ran through the, the the tunnel there was a green arrow that was yep. not yep. that was not uh steven yeah, that could be our 2046 uh there's an episode called progeny mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that when uh snart went back in time and tried to make it so his dad didn't get arrested he messed it up and because like the, like the big thing because they kept saying like my sister, my sister, uh, sister. Unexisted his sister. He either unexisted his sister or now he's got a brother. Instead of a sister, he's got a brother. And they're like, they're complete rivals, right? Like at odds. Yeah. They're at odds and he's always trying to kill them. So that that that, that might be... Uh, so, and there's an episode called The Magnificent Eight. And The Magnificent Seven is a... Western. <laughs> Western, Miller. Yeah, this is one of the things he's going to bring up from the IMDb page because yep. they definitely have someone cast as Jonah Hex. <laughs> yes, they absolutely do. When we know they were, and the, the rumors aren't true, that's going to be the Jonah Hex episode, the Magnificent Eight. And Jonah Hex is like, if you if you know anything about me, I love westerns. Westerns are like 
I, I've watched all the, the the old school ones, like the, even the, like the original Django, but the original Italian Django is, is right. probably one of my all time favorite westerns. And I've always loved Jonah Hex to the point where I've never been able to physically watch the Josh Brolin one because it's just, star. It was just so bad. A travesty. <laughs> yeah, it was just such a travesty, and people like to the point where people forget that one exists, right? Like they absolutely forget that Jonah Hex movie exists, and I just I'm excited. Forget. I'm excited to hopefully forget. Yeah, I'm so excited to hopefully get some some awesome Jonah Hex. So I think yep. you're right with the the one other thing I will bring up from the IMDb page is that Matt Nabel is back as season three's version of Ra's al Ghul. Oh my! Well, yes, of course, because Ra's exists through time. Much yes, of yes. course he does. Oh, and so we're going to get the version of him before he was killed by all of them. Yes, of course. And then maybe they find a way to get him back into the or something. I don't. Well, know. sure, and I imagine it will be a, a Sarah heavy storyline. Yeah, absolutely. What if they do an episode where uh, the the Legends of Tomorrow have got to go to Gotham City at some point, don't they? Like they've been avoiding they, it. All. They can't. I don't think that they can. <laughs> what if they went to the fucking Terry McGinnis? Era. Listen, I hope that they will. I don't think Terry McGinnis is going to be in this show. No, I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying they should. Like at some point, because Vandal Savage goes to Gotham many times. If, right? if, if we if we see future, yeah, at all, like in that era, and we will because we're going to see 2046 uh, Star City. Mm-hmm. If we're going to see anyone from around then, I think it's going to be Static Shock. Oh my god! Right? So uh, how would so- that be? Possibly, if, possibly some Joker gang. <laughs> yeah, and we could get the uh, Warhawk, right? So, I mean, we're, right, going, yeah, yeah. we're going very, we're going very hockey. So those of you who don't know, Warhawk is uh, depending on who's telling the story, he's the child of Shira and Darth. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's well, in the, it was in the Justice League animated series. It was Warhawk was the uh, yeah, John Stewart and Shira. But uh, in you know, depending on who's telling the story, usually in the comics, it's Carter Hall and Shira's eventual son becomes Warhawk. They've already had a son in this series. <laughs> well, they exist through time, Miller. You're going to have many sons. <laughs> I actually thought that that was a good thing. Yeah, if, Vandal, or Vandal, if we can talk very quickly about yeah. the first episode again of uh, Let's Tomorrow, I thought that it was cool that they brought uh, Aldous Boardman back, of all people, from the crossover episode, from the dude yeah, who was on he's, the Betamax tape. <laughs> yeah, he was, he, was on the, he was the one guy in the, in the crossover, right? He's like, this guy's existed through time and stuff like that. Yeah, like, hey, we know an expert. We can visit him now. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. That was a so that was, a, that was a good pull, and the fact that he's like, oh, yeah, and also I'm your son. It's like, wow, <laughs> okay, cool. That's what happens when you plant seeds. You just yep. you plant seeds. I love it. Oh, man, so that, that's it. We're caught up on the, uh, on the DC shows. I mean, I'm loving it. Keep it going. Oh God! I mean, yeah, next you know what? And it was hard because yeah. we were we, when we were at the midseason break, we were both like, you know what? Uh, Arrow's killing it. Flash um, continues to kill it because that show is fucking fantastic. <laughs> um, and Legends we were tomorrow, torn, tomorrow. We weren't sure on yet, um, but we expected big things, and so far, mostly paying off. And Supergirl might, basically had one good moment, super, which was the John super, Jones reveal. Exactly, Supergirl. Yeah. We were waiting to, for it to get good, and you know what? It yeah. it has. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm really glad to to see that. It, it's still something that I don't feel like I can recommend to a lot of people, but no. by the end of this season, I think that it'll be up there. People like, are watching it though, because there's a whole like, oh yeah, there's a real big cat. They call it Super Cat. That's a big like ship thing on the net where they they think that uh, that people want to start a. Uh, 
a lesbian relationship between Cat Grant and Kira. And I'm like, you know, if you want to do that, go for it. Well, that's the big ship that they all that they all have on from the brief experience I've seen on Twitter with, with what they I'm do. not sold. Yeah. No, I'm you not. Know what? All power to them. But... Yeah, I, I'm fuck. Go for it if they want. But like, you know, I'm just. Uh, I don't. I don't expect that will happen. It would certainly put the two most interesting characters in the show together in more scenes, right? So. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. true. I'm, I'm all for it. So, uh, yeah, that's it for this. Next time we get you back on, I guess we'll be uh, closer to because uh, we got the NHL and NBA. Well, there's a lot of stuff coming up. So. Yeah, we got the I NBA mean, and NHL. trade line trade deadlines coming up. Coming if up. I'm not mistaken, right? And then Batman Superman. But then by next month we'll have Batman Superman and Daredevil. And Daredevil, we got to do that commentary track. Leave. And then shortly after that we'll have what, like Game of Thrones. We'll have Civil War. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of stuff coming. So you're going to be on. Uh, well, we're getting into blockbuster season now. Yeah, we definitely are. We're getting into. We're, we're phasing out of because uh, now that football's over, we're kind of phasing. Because can we just go ahead and put this on the record? We're doing a commentary for Independence Day, right? <laughs> Fuck yeah! Oh, fuck, yes we are. <laughs> like, we will do a commentary track to to Independence Day when uh, the new one comes out, but uh, or like in, in access of the new one. But I assume that's coming up Big Willie weekend. Yeah, uh, so much stuff coming up, man. Because we've got like what else is coming? Because I didn't even watch the Deadpool movie, but we got Batman. What else is coming? So yeah, we've we've got uh, we've got Batman, Superman in, in March. We've yeah. got Deadpool or Deadpool. We've got um, Daredevil in March. Uh, April, I don't think anything. Mar- uh, May is comes back in April, right? So yeah, May is um, uh, Civil War. Yep. Uh, August we got the June. I don't think is anything. July is um, or something in July. I think Ninja Turtles in July. No, July will be uh, Independence Day. Yeah, I don't know if we'll be. I don't know if we'll be doing hardcore reviews on the Ninja Turtles movie, but like you yeah. and I'll definitely go see it for, for. I'm sure we'll bring it up. Yeah, but you know, it, it I don't think it'll be its own episode. No, but, uh, but uh, you know, and then and then you know, May we'll on will episode. be Game of Thrones too. Yeah, we might make that a mini episode. Who knows? Uh, At the end of Game of Thrones, we'll be talking about uh, Suicide Squad. That's true. Yeah, jeez. Here we go. We got a lot of stuff coming, and playoffs are, are not too far away. Baseball's actually, 55 days away. Oh, man. It's all happening on the Crossover Podcast today. And we're almost there, actually, Matt. If you're on SoundCloud right now, which I expect you are. Yeah. When was our first episode, Trade Deadline? It was the, the NHL first. Trade Deadline. Yeah, we're, we're coming up on the first year anniversary because the NHL Trade Deadline is, the, is February 29th. We're uh, almost there, right? averaging yeah. like 1.3 episodes a week or something like. That. <laughs> yeah, not bad. It's 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 been a pretty good run. Uh, we're uh, yeah, we're coming up on the one year anniversary, February 29th. Well, the like the NHL trade deadlines uh, always going to mark the the one year anniversary, and Craig will be back on to to talk. Is it February 29th, an anniversary that we can literally never hit again? <laughs> exactly, that's true. <laughs> well, at least not for the four said four years. Yeah, till 2020. All right. Well, futuristic uh, year ever. Yeah. Kevin Miller, uh, thanks for sitting in on me with this. A whole uh, <laughs> double episode. <laughs> yeah, a couple of back-to-back episodes. We're going to release them, obviously, on, on separate occasions. But, man, we were, we were here for a good. So now it could take a couple weeks off, right? Yeah, three, four hours. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. I, I mean, I assume I'm going to split Say, Unless something big happens on Supergirl or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something you could say would have to happen. But we got the 
NHL trade deadline or the NBA. Actually, you know what? After like this two-parter flash and what I expect to be a decent episode of Supergirl literally ending an hour ago, yeah. <laughs> we might have an mini episode ahead of us. We better get out of here and go watch that. So uh, <laughs> Actually, yeah. yeah. Let me just say, crossover <laughs> podcast available on Facebook, SoundCloud. Uh, we're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes. Also, uh, I said last time, rate us. Subscribe to at Potter and Family on Twitter, and those guys have been helping us out, getting you know retweets and and getting our uh, followers up. My Twitter account is at Empire Six. It's also the show account M P E A R C E in the number six. Um, what else? Plugging my own uh, internet identity because I don't really have one. Uh, check out my friend Adam, who does a history podcast at h h i one o one dot c a. He's What's, blowing up. What was his other one? Truth Bombs, right? Truthbombs.ca is a, yeah. a fun little comedy one he does with his brother and sister. Um, they One of the more popular bits, in my opinion, is they do a uh, semi-weekly reading of horoscopes from Seventeen Magazine. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was a ton of fun. Uh, their subscription ran out, and as a Christmas gift, I bought them a new subscription oh, to Seventeen Magazine. That's sweet. <laughs> so... Teen We're back stream. on it. Team Dream. <laughs> How many guys are named Corey? <laughs> Here's some words to rhyme with Corey. Classic, Story. Classic, classic Simpsons references. Uh, yeah. Kevin Miller, thanks for sitting me through with this for nearly four hours. Take care, good sir. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me back. Take care, everybody.